guess we can bring it started as, uh, as we usually do. Don't, don't whisper, bro. <laughs> It it is it is, and that's why I'm not gonna do it. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll stick with my normal sultry voice that everybody else wow. appreciates. Yeah, I'm out here. Said sultry. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, as you can hear, there's somebody new on the podcast. Um, we're doing stuff a little different. We want to start doing those interviews we've been talking about doing. Um, I'm here with Mr. Marcus. Do you want to say your last name? I didn't really ask you that before. So yeah, I'm asking it's. My whole name is good. Okay. It I'm not going to say your whole name. Say the whole name. You'll smile, I promise. Do it. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to Mr. <laughs> Marcus Lamar Scott. Look at you smiling. Oh, look at that smile. He knew it. Gamer extraordinaire and anime enthusiast. Um, and uh, Warframe ambassador. That's right. Which we'll actually get, right. get into That's a little right. bit later. <laughs> Um, there's also nothing wrong with Warframe. I actually enjoy the game. I just don't have time to play it. Make time. That's what I'm told. Unfortunately, I'm making time for Final Fantasy XIV right now because of the expansion, and it's really good. It looks really good. So, it's yeah. out right now? Yeah. Yeah. That has a subscription, uh, though. It does. And I... Every month when it hits, yeah. I feel the knife getting a little bit deeper. Um, and unfortunately, you know how if you get stabbed, if you pull out the blade, <laughs> it causes more harm. Mm-hmm. So I just push it, push the knife in further. Your pullout game is weak. Mine is too. It's fair. <laughs> I was about. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make a comment about. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. I just. I really like the game. It ha- it has its hooks in me for sure. How much is it per month? Um, they actually have two tiers, so it's the twelve ninety nine, I think, a month, or you can pay, and that's just one character on each server, or you can okay. pay like fourteen ninety nine for like eight characters or something like that on each server. Is that the only difference? The between the two models? Yes. yes. Okay. Because because okay, so this was not where I planned on going, but anyways, um, <laughs> no, the only the that game like it's weird to me that they even have multiple character slots other than for people who just like customizing people or characters right. because that game makes it to where one character can be every class you and every job. You change your weapons, right? You change your weapon and yeah. new class. You change to a hammer and you're suddenly you're a blacksmith. Right. Um and the only reason why you change is if you want to create your furry character or your your I bear. played it for a, a second. Um mm-hmm. until I realized oh to really play this game I need to like pay a subscription and I don't want I don't want a bill from a game. It, you know I fought that for the longest time. Right. You um, play, I think. Wow. Uh, well, before Wow, I, I want to say it was like Dark Age of Camelot. Okay. Um, I had tried. I had played that like one month, and I couldn't like justify to myself paying mm-hmm. for it. Right. And then Wow came out after I had already been obsessed with Reign of Chaos and everything. Okay. And then I was like, I'm gonna try this. And then five years later, I was still paying, and I need to. I needed right. to do something else with my life, so right. I did. <laughs> I dipped out for one expansion, came back, played a little bit, uh, dipped out for half another expansion, came back again. Right. And in that meantime, I found 14. And then I realized that 14, to me, story-wise, was actually consistent. WoW, WoW was good for the first two, three expansions. And then suddenly it became 
we just need to tell a monster of the hour kind of story right. and i guess we can drop in a uh we can drop in a hint that this is connected to the last right. expansion but but they're really, really introducing to. like new features. Yeah, but if you think about it, Final Fantasy uh, story writers—they've been doing it. They've been doing those kinds of storytelling for the longest time. Right. So this story is like legitimately like an epic Final Fantasy story with MMO tropes or not tropes, sorry, mechanics. So a lot of times you're running around, you're fetching things, you're coming back, you're helping right. somebody, but then you're going into a dungeon, you're going into a raid or whatever. Are you trying to sell to me on fourteen right now? Hey, I try to sell everybody on fourteen. <laughs> what do you What do you play it on PC? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a part of the master race as oh, as okay. it's as it's called. Um, right. Uh, PC master race. That is. Oh, you got to put the PC in front of it because if I say master race, people might think I'm PS4. They would I'm, assume they would assume that you were no. I'm blonde, blue eyes, Aryan. Male. Oh, yes. I don't. I yeah. don't think <laughs> you didn't put the two and two there. together. No. Okay. Well. Well, you know, well, now they're there. Now they're there. Two wow. plus two does equal four. Uh, wow. Unless, of course, I think you're doing common core math and then you might Mm-mm. have some other interpretation of Isn't that what how we do? those do. Yeah, I don't. So, what are you playing right now? All right. <laughs> so, games I'm playing right now. Um, Warframe is kind of the consistent. I'm always playing Warframe. Um, in and out. I'm, I'm back in right now because there's a, a recent expansion i guess you'd call it Did, didn't warframe i don't know how long ago their maybe their last expansion didn't they recently delve into the whole open world thing or has that been um so that was a bigger part of their last major expansion it wasn't the first um open world aspect they added okay um the first one i felt like it was it was cool but it was kind of bad honestly <laughs> it's probably them trying to figure it out but yeah yeah um, and, and they, I think they have that luxury because they are a free game. Um, mm-hmm. not like we're free, but if you pay a subscription, they're all the way free. All, all the, way the updates free. are all the way free. Um, so they have that luxury, um, and that leeway with their player base to try things. Right. And I think this was their, that was their first try at open world stuff. And it started off kind of bad. I wasn't interested in it, honestly. Um, but as I got more into it and I fine-tuned it, mm-hmm. um, it became decent. I wouldn't even say it's it was good. Um, they added puppies and stuff, right? Well, they always had that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I don't I've played I've actually started that game several times, and every time I get into there, I think I get through like the opening stuff, and right. then I never quite get further into it. I think just mainly because. I just don't sit down and look at the, all the menus, and right. that game has a lot of menus. So which really, really, really steep learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Which I shouldn't be hard for me as many games as I play. Right. I just I even think, for a veteran gamer, if it, you don't have someone that's really familiar with the game yeah. that you're playing with, it's just as uh, it's a little bit almost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I've heard that you can play the game without even worrying about that stuff for a while. And then eventually, like, when you start to get into the heavy things, that's when it's like, oh, yeah, no, you might need to make sure you're equipping these kinds of things. Or you might right. need to pay attention to these percentages and, and these modifiers and stuff like that because you're not going to be able to get the most out of. I think you can. Um, it just won't be as fun. Gotcha. So you can pay, play like the... Before you figure everything out, you're basically going to be stuck in tutorial mode gotcha. um, and as you learn how to really like build 
your characters and play the game, um, what's to pay attention to and what's like not important. Right. Um, it's not going to be a really fun experience because it doesn't really hold your hand or guide you um, very much at all. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, I actually feel like most MMOs don't really hold your hand at all. I think most of them rely on you spending more time in the game, whether right. it be a subscription game or not. Right. Um, they rely on the players sitting there and spending time. And then once they spend time, then they feel invested, which means that they usually contribute from there, like to the, the forums and whatnot to right. tell the developers right. what they can do better. Because most of the time, like if I go and look at anything on on WoW, it's always like, oh, we'd like a we'd like a better way to manage these stats, or we'd like uh, a more defined explanation of what this does, or right. or in Final Fantasy XIV's case, we'd like more inventory space. We'd like you guys to, I don't know, work on how the 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 transmog system works for mm-hmm. changing your appearance and whatnot. Because there's a lot of people who play these MMOs who really are just all about cosmetic items and they'll play the game they'll get their regular you know item levels all the way up as high as they can but they're always about like i'm i'm, I'm about that fashion show whenever i absolutely when i, when I hit i you, you go and know i'm there you know what i'm saying right. i'm, I'm jumping around in circles just like so you can see my suit you, you can see the, the the ice jump and yeah yeah the, yeah the, all the my special effects yeah. yeah i need the sparkles following me when, I, <laughs> when i'm when i'm coming through absolutely. so you know um which is funny uh because you think about warframe i compare um i compare destiny to warframe in terms of destiny is on that track especially now they just announced how their new roadmap is pretty much everything is free except for quote-unquote premium content they're trying to do this thing where like you can if you buy the base game or if you were given the base game you can play the game and you right. can actually play all the way through, right. but then there's going to be premium raids and premium like scenario stuff or whatever. Right. But they're trying to make every, like the whole, the base experience is all free. Right. And technically, I mean, we played it. Uh, yeah. The base experience was really fun. Agreed. But then it wasn't. So I don't know. I mean, considering all the new content they've been adding to the game, it might be, might be getting more fun. And now that Activision is not telling them they have to make a Destiny 3. I'm I'm assuming it's they're gonna, gonna be. make a Destiny three. I don't think so. Really? I think I think they're gonna. I actually really. That's the that's what I foresee. I foresee that they're gonna take the route that Warframe did, and that oh, we are, we we don't have to behold to a higher up. We can do what we want, which means that now we're not forced to look. Technically, we don't have to pay as many people. We're not worried about a higher up making a, a you know millions of dollars while we make you know pennies. And so now all we have to do is maintain what we have. And then if we feel that we can make more, then we will. But in turn, it's easier to maintain a current game than right. it is to create a new one. Right. And if they were to create a new one, they would be forced almost. They would almost be obligated to maintain Destiny Two while still working on destiny 3 so for them it's less of a pay or it's less of a workload for them to just continue on destiny 2 add content add improvements add uh quality of life things and if they do like most mmos do as they get these large expansions and stuff like that some of them um warframe included they go back and they look at their graphics they up res certain textures right 
they add new um i don't know they add like ambient occlusion or something like that so right. they can they can deal with like the uh with with light bloom and reflections and right. things like that as they go further as the technology allows them to do so and that's kind of what i see for destiny like if they really need to make why would they need to make a destiny 3 when they could just add the stories that they want to tell into destiny 2 and start to and still sell their their annual passes you know or their their season passes so i mean i mean i think business wise and and uh work life wise i don't i don't think they have any incentive to to move on to another title aside uh, other than to separate themselves from the disaster that was the early life of destiny 2 i think partially that's why you do it because when you made destiny 2 you made it for activision right so do, so do okay so then are you saying do they do a do they do a um a destiny in infinite a destiny eternal kind of situation yeah, they need to make they need to make an independent destiny mm. because destiny 2 while it's independent now it wasn't at its conception the bones of it are triple a um i have a publisher and this is what our game looks like well i mean technically they could just go back and add all the features from destiny 1 that made it good towards the end of uh, the life of that game true what do you think about them just rebanding the game altogether rebranding it yeah like just call pretty much just changing its name which i don't know how that would work in terms of businesses and, and whatnot right but i mean technically they could just say that the next uh like the next update to the game turns the game from destiny 2 to Whatever. destiny forever right you know i think if you keep destiny it's fine just do destiny and yeah yeah i, I mean I liked I liked the game. I actually didn't have too many problems with it. It just wasn't a game like I completed it. We we did a lot of the raid content. We did the raid then, content, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And then it, then we were done. But otherwise, I enjoyed my time while I was there. I right. just kind of sucked that I couldn't I couldn't stay longer because there wasn't much else to do. Exactly. Um. Well, shoot. Yeah. So other than Warframe, what else are you playing? I'm playing Warframe. I'm playing Spider Man. I'm playing borderlands through um the whole franchise so did you you okay so are you playing you're actually going to start for borderlands pre-sequel and then borderlands 2 or yeah so so i had never played borderlands 1 okay um how'd you miss that because there was a time (laughs) in my life where i didn't play video games Uh. um which was like age 18 to like 23 ish um so that time frame where everybody goes oh crap i need to start acting like an adult right (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely uh freshman year college i just like i just stopped playing games and um yeah you know real life and uh relationships and all (laughs) that all that good stuff uh and then when i was I take myself less seriously. Mm-hmm, I started mm-hmm. playing games again. Actually, what happened was I went to one of my friend's house, um, and he had an Xbox. He was playing Call of Duty. Okay, of course. Right. Um, it's like the only game you play with if you have an Xbox. It's Call of Duty, Madden, <laughs> and 2K. Halo, absolutely. Like, oh, sorry. Right. Halo back in the day, yes. Right. Shoot people or play sports games. That's mm-hmm. that's what it's good yeah. for. Um, <laughs> and talk crap online. Right. Get this work. Um I used to kill kids, kill little kids in those lobbies. Oh, it was good. Anyways, so. Reminiscing. 
<laughs> man, they had some comedians in there. It was it was too good. The what happened was he was playing Call of Duty and it looked really fun. So I sucked at first. He let me play. I sucked, mm-hmm. and, but it was that challenge. Like I'm I'm competitive. I'm, I'm gonna get good at this, right? And so you, I would. You ain't gonna beat me. I would go to his house just whenever, not to see him, just to play Call of Duty. <laughs> you throw up the deuces when bro, you walk in the up? door, like yeah, yeah I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks, right? Even when he wasn't home, hey, what you doing, bro? <laughs> you got batteries, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> so, so I got really good, and then I decided that I needed my own. Um, my own Xbox Live because he was messing up the KD. Okay, so I was trying to get up to um. <laughs> you were low key addicted to. <laughs> yeah, man, I was trying to get my KD up, and he was messing it up. But it was his gamer tag, right? So I was like, I got to get my own Xbox. You go in, you go on to his Xbox. You log into your stuff just so yeah. you can make sure you like. Yeah, I mean, this is KD pure. Straight. This is mine. Yeah, because because he was okay, but like at that time I was I was a savage on there. Mm-hmm. So. Because uh, you were killing little kids in I the was lobby. Killing little kids. It was because <laughs> you know what thing about uh, Call of Duty that I miss in games is I could kill you and I had a little second to talk to you about what happened. <laughs> like you could you could hear me, I could hear you hearing me, and it was a psychological thing. So I could what hear I would do, you hearing me, <laughs> yeah, I would I would kill him and I'd give him pointers. Like, hey man, you might not want to come into the house from that direction. There's a, actually like a an offshoot or a flank or whatever. Yeah. Take the flank route next time. And then, you know, of course you know they're not gonna do that. So you set a claymore. Yeah. So you're just gonna do it again and you shoot them again. Yeah. I tried to tell you last time, <laughs> yeah. don't come around that corner. It's I'm gonna be here. Thing, yeah. Bro. Or when you're sniping people, it's it's like half the game is psychological. I, I saw you. Pow. <laughs> right. You might not want to sit there next time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get in their head. And they, for some reason, they think that, oh, you know what? If I lay prone, they're not going to be seen. Exactly. No, sir. I'm literally, I could see your whole body. I'm, exactly. I'm not where you think I am. And then, but you did. And then they decide, oh, we got to get that guy in mm-hmm. the house or, you know, on the plane or in the mall. And so you just, like, let me leave a claymore there and I'm going to stand over here where I can see you coming. I get, where I can see you coming from exactly. where I used to be. And it take was really care. good. It was really good. So. All that to say, <laughs> I stopped playing games um, for a little bit, and uh, Call of Duty got me back into gaming. Okay, so you missed you missed the window for Borderlands, but right. came back in on two or. So then, right when I got back into gaming, I went and got an Xbox. At that time, you went to GameStop, you got your Xbox, and they were always like, "Oh, this little magazine comes for free." Mm-hmm. And so I got the game, Informer. the little game informer, joint? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I go through the game informer, and like it's really, really hype around Borderlands too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't play off, off of that, but it kind of, you know, it's registered in my mind that it was a thing. And one of my friends, he hit me to, um, he told me to play Mass Effect. Um, yep. He told me to play Dragon Age and Fallout. Um, okay, so they're like they're they're bioware uh bethesda aficionados <laughs> right um and i didn't i was kind of like that dude i just played sports games and like single player rpgs that were like really 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 linear mm-hmm. um the the whole jrpg thing right and so that that kind of got me playing those games it wasn't open world but it was but the story was linear right um and so that got me into those kind of games. So Borderlands 3 or 2 comes along. 
and I got hooked on Borderlands 2. And it was while I was playing Mass Effect. And so I just, I missed, I missed uh, Borderlands 1, but I played Borderlands 2. Did you play any other kind of uh, loot grind kind of games before that? Or was that, was that your foray into into the loot grind? I think Borderlands, I think, I feel like Borderlands was the first one. Was there, are there other looter shooters before Borderlands? I actually don't know. I was trying to look it up to see if there was a if there was a predecessor, and I'm not, I'm pretty I, sure I, they might have been the first one to do it on the scale that they did it. Right. Maybe there might have been another game where you pick up a weapon and it might have different attachments to it or right. something like that. But in terms of like full on Diablo style, right. like loot grind, yeah. Actually, it's funny. I played Diablo and then Diablo two. And Diablo 2 was actually what got me into the first Borderlands because a lot of people were like touting it as the first person Diablo because, Mm -hmm. you know, you get to roll for stats and then you pretty much keep on playing and you replay bosses and you you grind to get good guns that you specifically like that you're good with. Like for me, I'm just I'm sniper rifles all the way. Right. Borderlands, I'm a pure sniper rifle and if i have to i guess i'll bring an assault rifle right um and then occasionally you get that one pistol that has like massive amounts of damage and the super zoom on it and then you're golden yeah but mainly sniper rifles i will go with a sniper rifle with no frills high damage good zoom that's all i I want yeah headshots all day so to answer your question borderlands was the first loot grind kind of game i played um, and then from Borderlands, that's what got me into, I, I played Diablo after I played Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, all the iterations of those games trying to be Diablo, but cause I feel like a lot of games are trying to be pretty Diablo, mm-hmm. um, or just be Diablo, but not from top down. Mm-hmm. And most of them fail. I've um, actually played a lot, if not being a fan of a lot of the games that tried to copy Diablo, right. uh, like, after Diablo and Diablo 2 came out, I went and played uh, Dungeon Siege, which was, like, at that time, I was like, this game might be better than Diablo, and right. it's 3D, and, and look at all these things, and it's got the same kind of um, idea, and guess what? I can control the whole party, and right. look at you all, you Diablo with your little 2D crap, oh, and I'm over here. Plebeians. I'm all <laughs> over here running my 3D Master X, whatever, 8-megabyte right. video card, and yeah, I felt like I was the, the business back then. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I play. I've played Grim Dawn. I've played. Uh, How was that game? Titan Quest. Grim Dawn's really good. Okay. But Grim Dawn does the thing that Diablo two did, and that give you a lot of kind of ambiguous stats that you don't really see the like the benefit of the stats until mm-hmm. you get way further in the game, and then it's like, oh no, no, you might need to to aspect more like towards a, a resistance to these kinds of things, or right. or oh no, no, that stun damage really adds up. I don't know if you looked at this tab lately, but yeah, you, you have a 50% chance of sun and you need to like right. those kinds of things. But otherwise, like it has a ton of stats and which is, I think um, it's one of the, one of those things that I was saying earlier, like where people try to remake a game or try to make a quote unquote spiritual successor to the game where they try to stay, uh, stay so pure about the aspect of the game that they end up, I feel like Grim Dawn might have overdone it a little bit. Right. Because um, they were like, Diablo 2 has so many stats that you don't really quite know what it is. And then so that's what they did. I feel like they were just like, <laughs> let's just make up stats and, and we'll figure out what they do later in the game. Right. Um, or for uh, them, they probably thought that was different ways to play. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Which, which again, the game is fun. I don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't have time to play it because I'm usually playing Diablo three because I think it's better. Right. But um, you know, a lot of people have their opinions about Diablo three. Um, Titan Quest, which is which is a good game, which got suddenly like revived out of nowhere mm-hmm. when uh when they got bought by Nordic THQ, whatever the company is now. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah they've been they remade it or they re released it, and luckily I'd already had my copy of the game. And then they came out with two expansions now for that game, which was like, it's crazy to me. Like a game that old back that they just, they would take, bring it literally out of nowhere and just go, Hey, guess what? Uh, we heard you guys kind of like this game. Uh, we're going to, we're going to continue development on it. Didn't Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn just came out with another expansion too. Forgotten Gods. Yeah. I haven't even bought the second one because I haven't beaten the first game. So I, like for me, I only buy expansions once I'm done with the game. That makes Especially sense. these kinds of expansions, which take up after you finish the game. So, right. like if it was one of those mid scenario kind of expansions, then yeah, you buy that up front if that's like the kind of thing you're into. Kind of thing. Hmm? Like a peripheral kind of story. Yeah. If yeah. it's like the, if it's like the, uh, uh, like the the story that explains one of the the main villains that eventually you're gonna kill anyways, that kind of thing. Mm. And then yeah, so you go and take on take on that. But this one's like no. As soon as you get done with the game, it kind of does the same thing that Diablo's did, where the expansion is picked up right when the game ends, and then it moves on to the next thing. You move your phone. You moved your phone off the table to make sure it didn't vibrate, and right. then mine is the one that <laughs> vibrates. <laughs> go figure. So, um. Yeah. Oh, you know what that is? It was actually plans for Comic Con in two I like weeks. It. Um, they're trying to figure out where where I'm gonna where I'm gonna stay at, um, but yeah. So, okay, so we talked about we talked about Borderlands before before you move mm-hmm. from um from Borderlands Diablo. Mm-hmm. So when I say uh, copies, I don't just mean um, spiritual successors mm-hmm. or um, like one for ones. So like um, a good example is Path of Exile is like a one for one of Diablo two. Yes. Very good game too, but another one of those ones kind of like Warframe that you can play the game, you can start it, you can get into it, but the moment you, if you really want to get into it, it's going to require some research. A friend of mine explained it as such. He said that the game is Diablo 2 for people who love Diablo 2, but also love the pain that it caused. Right. And like that's what behalf of exile they like really honed in on because of the permanence of your choices and because it's such a like you have to plan your journey and that's so hard to go back yeah yeah he he was like you can you can wait for a new like content expansion and then that's when you'll (laughs) people do that yes yeah um but he's like there's websites i think they their own website actually provides a uh, planner a planner to allow you to know what path you're going to take multiple yeah yeah it's, it's, um, it's that and deep. so he's like do that before you play the game some people don't want to do that you but shouldn't because it'll take the fun away it it took the fun for me but i still have played the game right i think on pc i am i might be literally like one or two like uh scenarios away from the ending of the game of the, of, of the first part of the first right. game the story yeah yeah um because I know that if once you play the story, then you play it again, and then it goes further, right? Well, you play, you play the story mm-hmm. up to a point, and then the story continues. But 
you kind of have to backtrack. Because um, you have to level to the new content? No. Um, but in the story, something happens that affects everything you just did. Um, so oh. in progressing through the story, um, some of the next acts are backtracking through places you just came. But they're not. The places look different, and you're gonna go through different angles, kind of like Metroid mm-hmm. um, style backtracking. Metroid style backtracking? Cause oh, okay, okay. So like you're making your way through it, but things are starting to change as you get right. back through it. Right. Gotcha. So it actually okay. So okay. It's, it doesn't feel like oh, I just saw this and just did this thing. Why am I doing this thing again? It's right. it's I was in this location, but it wasn't like this when I was here. And it kind of works for the way they do the procedurally generated areas. Exactly. So like every exactly. like, what was it like seven minutes or something like that? They, they that scrapped game it's 12 to 15. 12 to 15. Okay. Yeah. So they yeah. scrap the whole area yeah. and they procedurally generate an, another area for your instance or whatever. Um, right. All that. And that works literally perfect with the way their scenarios work or with mm-hmm. that scenario then. But then yeah. you get to the end game mm-hmm. um, and the, it's cool because the end game, you have different options. Um, for whatever style in game you like, and so, so are you talking about like the ascendancy thing and the? That's not in game. That's that's um, I guess you start that actually mid game, almost mid early game, um, hmm. so, but, and that's part of just leveling your character, um, okay. and and finishing your build. Gotcha. Um, but when your build is finished and you have, I shouldn't say finished. Because that includes it's like, never finished, right? Kind of, <laughs> kind of true. Hey, that's how you keep people playing. You want to make sure that there's there's yeah. always a bigger and better. I mean, that's why I play Diablo three. Absolutely. You get yeah. to a point where then suddenly you're like, okay, so now I need to get the primal version of my legendary, exactly, or my never get. legendary. I got Ready? one, but yeah, I, I got a shoulder. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shoot, years. I got a primal. We- yeah. Oh, I can't even use that weapon. That's like, it has nothing to do with my ability. For yeah. what I'm doing, I'm gonna break yeah. this down because I don't absolutely so, screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a good game. Yeah. yeah. So, have you ever refer? Have you ever heard the loot drop referred to as R and Jesus before? Yes, absolutely. I thought that was the h- most hilarious thing Prayed when R&Jesus. I yes, yes, or like R and Jesus is glorious shined upon me today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like those when, little memes or those posts. Yes, yes. Someone finally got their like, Destiny one Galahorn or yeah, yeah. Or they finally got that one, that last piece of material they needed to to go finish, finish the quest off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So man. you've got Path of Exile, but mm-hmm. then I think um, games like Division. Mm-hmm. That's just pretty Diablo. Yes. Destiny Done. technically is another pretty Diablo. Absolutely. Unfortunately, they didn't. I they didn't play enough Diablo, so they they fell a little short on the whole loot thing. All these games that fall anthem. All these games that fall short. That which we do not speak. <laughs> <laughs> they just they they needed to be more Diablo. They yeah. kind of they committed. Well, they didn't commit. They took aspects from it, mm-hmm. but you can't take a piece and have success, not in the same way. I think I was talking to my friend who actually bought who bought Anthem, and uh, I had seen the, uh, I had seen how their screens were set up. It's almost like they left a lot of space for an inventory. They left a lot of space for cosmetics, right? But they didn't give you. You never could even acquire enough things to fill that space, right? Um, I'm and I, I the discussion I had with him was all these games that want to imitate the loop shower that is Diablo or a Borderlands or. Um, 
really those are the kind of the those the, are the top two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they what the difference between them all, and usually the reason why is most of them don't succeed quite the same way, is because for some reason they think that it's better to be quick to market than it is to stay stay in the oven for another year. Right. And literally just spend time developing weapons, developing mechanics that you can modify later on. I like, agree. So, like, for, okay, so let's say, say for Diablo. So Diablo has, like, you have all these legendary items that you can do stuff with. Right. The, the, the traits for the legendary items have changed over time, but they all have something that allows you to do what's called building like making builds out of the out of these uh these these items so for me if i'm playing diablo i'll get to a certain point and suddenly you get this great legendary that drops and this whole time maybe you've been using cleave as your primary attack but this one makes bash take this much more damage based on whatever whatever and suddenly your whole build changes right I had thought about that for Destiny and Anthem and things like that. And I was like, why don't they just do this kind of thing? You know, every time you shoot this, you do this. And then somebody told me, well, they do have it. And I was like, oh, okay, they have an aspect of that. The exactly. problem is they, um, they don't, you don't have enough skills to modify. So you're already one thing down. Exactly. Diablo has at least six skills on the bar that are active at all times. Right. Per character per character yes yes, yes. so yeah. that and then so for diablo technically you only have really one ability that you can use and that's on one giant cooldown right so everything you mean for el- destiny hmm? you mean for destiny yeah for destiny yeah um i think for anthem it's three but it's typically yeah it's your two weapons and your and yeah. your back your two skills and your special okay yeah, yeah. um so and yeah so destiny i would say the grenade quote unquote would count as an ability but you can't. I think that's what they they try to use that as their ability yeah, and then the melee quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> depending on who you're using could count as an ability yeah because uh, these things have cooldowns right well the grenade doesn't really have a cooldown does it have a no it, it does have a cooldown cool, grenade yeah has it has a cooldown and then your special yeah because I was garbage I was always throwing I was always throwing my grenades too early yeah. so I would just get I would panic you got you gotta <laughs> I'm I'm used to inventory grenades, um, exactly, and so grenade cooldowns are different. But yeah, again, so so if you if you really think about it, you need more stuff to modify, and then you just need a plethora of things to modify that thing. Um, so I I mentioned a couple of times on the podcast before I'm a video game designer, right? Um, so I design mechanics all the time for for these ty- or for for video games. So I'm thinking about it as in this way. So if you create a skill, you always think of. Let's just say up front, let's just call this skill double cut. You okay. want to think, how many different ways can I make double cut a different ability? So we say maybe one way to modify it is let's make the ter- make it a, a faster attack. Like it takes shorter time to charge. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that can be modified. Um, let's add say a bleed. Yeah, let's add bleed. Yeah. Um, let's add, oh, you know what? Let's modify it. Let's add a third cut. Right. But all these things you're thinking you have to think about when designing one ability. Right. Unfortunately, like uh, and that right there, that's three different weapons you've already got exactly. with just just one ability. And this person might have four or five abilities. Right. And so now we've got, you know, that right there is, you know, f- uh, three times or yeah, three times five abilities. We got 15 weapons and that's just one person's abilities. Right. And that's only if there's only three different things to modify exactly. if i do any more then it's exponential it keeps on getting higher and if he has more abilities yeah let's say like a defensive ability 
and mm-hmm. you can make the defensive ability interact with the bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, or or maybe maybe you have maybe you have two different pieces of equipment. Maybe you have like your maybe you have your sword, or um, that can modify the thing causes bleed, and mm-hmm. then maybe you have. A secondary weapon that benefits from Shield. any ability or any enemy affected by bleed right and then so anything by bleed um like the, and i go back to diablo because they were just experts at it yeah anybody affected by build. your bleed when they die they explode in blood right but that's only because you have the other the other legendary weapon exactly um and then but and then other people may benefit from that or sometimes you're like oh applies chill and then somebody else might have something that benefits or any control impairing abilities and that right there, like you can just see how it just multiplies out. Yeah. But if you only give your person two, maybe three abilities, right, and you only give those abilities one or two ways to be modified, kind of run into that 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 idea and and destiny where everybody should be using the same weapon because exactly. it's the best one. It doesn't make any sense not to use anything yeah. different. What and, was and in fact, if you're using this, if you're not using this, you can't even play with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think of when we first started is like does has everybody done their rat king quest? Uh, right. <laughs> I need to we <laughs> need to like we're going to all go in with these ones. Uh It wasn't the rat king, but it was it was something like that. It was one of the hand cannons. Yeah. And I hated hand cannons in that game. I don't they were cool to shoot like the special effects and like they looked legit and the sound effects and the rumble in your controller. By the way, that's one of the things I will give Destiny is they have some of the the like like the freshest take on like that fantasy shooting that makes it it makes it fun it gives the experience a lot more weight but unfortunately the experience doesn't last very long so you're I just agree. like you're like oh my gosh oh my god oh i think that. all their i wouldn't say all quick without thinking of everything mm-hmm. they're really good at their um peripheral things like the the music mm-hmm. I, I still remember the music in destiny one like when i was going into a cave and they start playing this really epic score mm-hmm. the feeling that you would get um yeah. if you really perfect. think about it it's the same thing with halo the, yeah, that 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 gregorian choir in the background yeah. everybody remembers right. the choir whether it be when the game started up or the the like those like hardcore cellos whenever you got right. into the dun, 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 and you're yeah. like oh oh we're here yeah oh we're here <laughs> we're, you know it gets you like oh it gets to, you to amped, the yeah. next thing yeah Again, they're good at making it spongy. They're good at making that epic experience. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they started with a game that only required them to have five weapons and right. and just make a really good story with a good multiplayer. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We all played the multiplayer. Right. Um, but yeah, it, yeah I, I think it's just a thing that we're running into for everybody. Every All these games want to make money and games as a service tend to make a lot more money. Absolutely. I, I think you, too... Um, talking about the multiplayer and comparing it to uh, Diablo, mm-hmm. the PvP in Diablo is an afterthought. It's not even yes. a, not a thing. Not a thing at all. Yeah. Um, I I think in three, it's like an arena. It. I think you had to. You have to find a place to go to PvP. But you don't it, have to go in there. You don't. Nobody ever does. I've never been in there. I don't know. Neither have like. I. But I remember in two, you would just rant, like you would be in somebody's session, you kill them, and you take their ear, and you just have an inventory Stop. full of ears. <laughs> yeah, and that's is that the uh, string of ears accessory? And that's probably why okay. they made that belt. That's and, cool. Yeah, I which I, even... I mean, it's pretty cool though, right? Yeah, Agreed. I like, I like Agreed. what they did there. <laughs> but I think that's messing up those kind of games, like uh, having PB, PvP and Destiny, 
and in division and they're kind of like um division more so than destiny mm-hmm. very much diablo um as far as like loot and uh and story and you can't get that from pvp right also if you build a game that is built around epic uh, like firefights and things like that to be honest i have more fun shooting my 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 blaster cannon at a at a giant creature than another player because the impact is actually seen on that giant creature the right. like you the numbers i mean right. i just like seeing numbers pop up I, and they can be much higher yes exactly and and, and if you're yeah. just constantly just getting headshots and that's and it's all, 50 yeah and yeah. it's always going to be it's always 50 yeah, yeah. whereas think about uh, think about Borderlands, which again we always say it, they did it right. Right. Um, the numbers just start going from you, the the damage number on your gun, like when you're looking at the stat sheet for the gun, they go from being okay. This gun does about seventy two damage, and then right. goes up to a hundred something damage, and suddenly you're just, like as you're leveling up, you're getting to a gun that says like it does one point six million damage, and right. then when you start shooting people, you're seeing just the numbers fly all Everywhere. over the place, and that's all you want to see. That's all we want to see. You can hit. Uh, I was playing melee zero the other night. Okay. And I hit damage cap, um, off someone's head. Head falls off. Nines just across the screen. Really, bro. How what level are you in? Uh, eighty. Like eighty. Okay. Done all the things and. Oh, see, I. Okay, so funny in Borderlands one, I beat that. Never played it again. Right. Okay. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of their expansions, uh, or I wasn't a huge fan of the expansions. I bought all the expansions for two, and I finally beat two earlier this year. I had been sitting... Apparently, I didn't realize I had played so much of the game. I actually thought I had beat it already, Um, but I had played so much of the game, and I was like one chapter or like one quest away from beating the game, and I just hadn't gone down into that area to fight the big thing. Oh, okay. I was sitting outside. I think maybe I That's thought crazy. I needed to level or whatever. And then I played and I beat it. And I was like, well, his head is gone. Um, you know, <laughs> like, and then I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty fun. Also another big epic monster. I had more fun fighting the thing that was jumping all over the place. The than little, anything. the little like Billy Mongs and stuff like that. Yeah. Billy Mongs are fun. Actually, yeah. I like popping creatures. It's like fun when you like actually explode them and whatnot. But got you. Uh, but yeah, then I played like immediately after I was like, I can't get enough of Borderlands. Apparently right. I'm back. You play you with know? zero. I'm assuming. Yes, sniper. I do. Cause zero. I'm a sniper. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I went on and did the, the Scarlet, the, the pirate, the pirate one. Yeah. I did uh, that one. By the way, one of the things I wanted to mention about Borderlands as well is that they have probably one of the, the greatest self-referential humor in a, in video I games. I think like, I know some, there are, there's some people who are like, oh, it's a little, it's a little crass. It's just kind of, it's just like whatever. It's it's a weirdo, dirty humor, or whatever. I'm like, it's it's actually just Borderlands humor, and it right. is funny. Also, you're here for entertainment. Why are you being yeah. judgmental about the? the I wouldn't humor? say it was weirdo. Um, I could see why someone would say that, mm-hmm. but I would disagree. I think it's like approaching, um, yeah, approaching that, but it doesn't it doesn't commit. I'm sure they actually have comedians on that payroll. There's no way they don't. Yeah. Um, They, like you said, (laughs) right up to the point of being crass. Right. And then they take a step back and they just stay right there. It's really, um, it's really refined. Yes. Which is, which is why I I agree. I think that they do have comedians um, 
helping the writers or maybe or the maybe they are the writers yeah yeah, um, yeah. because and I, I know they have like tiny tina mm-hmm. um one of the best characters in that game right but she was i'm pretty sure she was a youtube personality before really and yeah. they just kind of like converted her over to yeah to the game um the, and said do you think the dude and i know in borderlands 3 um one of the voice actors um was a youtube personality too and he's going to be the uh playable character flack really yeah oh so they pretty much said you know what we need you guys like us because of the personalities we employ but these aren't fake Right. These are we these we're writing these based on people and having them play. I don't the know. People. I don't know if the characters based on like their YouTube personalities. Oh, right. But um, those are the voice actors, and they already had. They're not like you know. They're not. They don't have to like fake it to get the right. the voice. It's just right. it's just what they normally do for a right. living. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I knew that the uh, like the two main antagonists, at least the ones that they've shown, are those. The the, twins. St- the 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 twin streamers twins. or whatever, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Which I, I thought, like it's. I think had anybody else done that, somebody would have been like, "Oh gosh, this is just an attack on millennials." But Gearbox doesn't, and we're like, "I'm here for it. It right. looks cool." And they also, like, where can I get that cosplay from? Like, I'm, absolutely. And they, <laughs> I'm and trying they to get that like jacket a, though. A cosplay. They released like a cosplay guide. Like this really, is how you cosplay, uh, Tiny Tina. How you cosplay Maya, and they ha- they showed like, oh, here are the shoulders, and yeah. So like your first look at these characters they're bringing from two mm-hmm. is in like these little cosplay guide um, publications that they did. That's pretty cool. I yeah. didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. They're, I know they're like out. really big with the community, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's probably another reason why Borderlands is more or Borderlands series has been so successful is they are very close to their community. Agreed. It's n- it's not a it's not a we're big corporation. You guys buy the game, right? No, we're a big corporation because you guys did buy the game. So uh, what do we need to do? Right. I mean, shoot, like the first thing they showed on the trailer for Borderlands Three was billions and billions and billions of guns. Why? Because that's, that's what you, what you want. guys wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we found a way to multiply the number of different things that we can do for these guns, and we figured out a way where it can be randomized, and we don't right. actually have to make every single gun. But you can tell the ones we handcrafted. It's it's cool because um, so in playing Borderlands One to uh, Borderlands One pre sequel, Borderlands One, yeah, pre sequel then two. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to one, you could see the places where they listened to their community and they made changes in their future games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just got better at making games. Yeah, and it's like the growth is very tangible in those games. Um, I was listening to, uh, to a documentary on Warframe a while ago. And one of the community managers was saying that you have to listen to your community mm-hmm. in order for your community to grow with you and you don't stagnate. But at the same time, you have to give your community things they weren't even asking for right. to surprise them. Um, right. I'll, as long you need to be listening to your community, but you also need to be, a game developer they Absolutely. don't stop just just being don't stop developing because well we need to adhere to the community you still need to you got to innovate that's the reason right. why they came here to start with and, Excellent. yeah yeah and, and they want you to continue to of like pandering versus innovation mm-hmm. pandering is just like i'm only going to do what you asked me to do and nothing else and nothing else yeah yeah well i mean if we look at it 
the ones that are successful in the games as a service models, those are all the ones that you can see that they add things that nobody would have ever thought to ask for. Agreed. And then they keep on innovating and somebody said, hey, it's a little hard to get to these kinds of things in this menu. Cool. Here you go. Now, if you look at while you're on this menu and you press the X button, it brings up this one too. Just so you can so you can see these side by side or whatever. Anthem Anthem tried that, but it's it's too late. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Let me let me just put this out there, and then after we we'll, we'll take a quick break. Um, Anthem is one of those games where I think they could probably stand to do the same thing. Also, Fallout seventy six. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna lump them in there. Okay. I think they could stand to do the same thing that uh, Final Fantasy fourteen did. Which okay. by the game, it, it came out came out real strong. They were like, "Yeah, we out here." The game was horrible. Nobody liked it. It didn't work. Um, framework it was horrible. Graphics were fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Graphics were horrible, or they were good, but they wouldn't run on any modern machine at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they put too much, uh, too many, uh, too many polygons in a flower pot, and it just throws everything off. Bro, I'm telling you, it was hilarious how bad that game was. I didn't buy it back then. I just got to see the failure that it was before it was on consoles. Before it was even really released. Okay, gotcha. So then what the happens is they were like, crap, 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 crap. Okay, guys. Um, you guys may not like this, but we're going to shut the game down completely. Mm-hmm. And then they took it back for two to three years. They worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. And they re-released the game as what we know, know now as Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn. Right. Which is literally Final Fantasy fourteen version 2.0. And so they took everything from the first one. They, they actually wrote a story that that canceled out the first part of the game they're like so what happens is you know a thing <laughs> like a meteor hit they did a retcon but, in a video game yes and the thing is it works perfect because now the story based on that retcon is perfect the story is perfect the the graphics are like really really good now the um the battle system's way better because they were trying to mimic their old battle system which people liked but it was only good for the time innovations right. come further right so do you um yeah so they learned a lot of things the game ended up being that much better and now i believe they are on par with if not more subscribers than like a world of warcraft yeah um because they listened they apologized and i think it's like one of those weird things where Maybe some companies couldn't do that because they don't have the money or the capital to, to That's what do I was going to say. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's or the they, fan base. Nor the fan base to stick yeah. around for for a failure like that. Yeah. But I think BioWare does, and I think Bethesda does as well. And I know True. Bethesda's coming, they're trying to come out hard and fast with all of the new content and stuff, but Anthem is doing the slow drip and I think they would benefit more from shutting down the game and not having people on it. And then so they can work on it in-house, do their do their fixing, and then come back with all the things they'd actually planned on doing. Unfortunately, being owned by EA, I don't think that's ever going to be a possibility. Um, and like when you leave a stagnant game out there without the stuff. You're tarnishing it, your reputation. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's molding now. Like yeah. you're not you're not putting it back in the airtight container to preserve the freshness of the old game. Right. And then. And you, your name. And you. It. Bioware has been, I swear, EA is just dragging Bioware face first through the mud right. without any regard for the legacy that comes with that company. Right. It just really sucks. Like, well, first off, to your point, I think it's a good idea. I have never thought of that 
I didn't know that happened with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, it's funny. A lot of there's a lot of people because they don't nobody. I don't know a lot of people that do play it, but obviously a lot of people do. Right. It's just one of those games that kind of slid under the radar, and then they were like, <laughs> "Let's right. let's let's take care of this." Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of the one of one of the stories I always look to for like a at least the framework of what some of these companies could could benefit from. But again, like uh, like you're saying, really capitalize. They, they, they need to. They should probably shut it down because the gameplay in Anthem is really fun. But that's the only thing that has done well. I feel like the bones of what a looter shooter is supposed to be mm-hmm. really, really, really broken in that game. And yeah. uh, they just need to completely rehaul it and keep the gameplay right. and scrap everything. The menus are bad. Like, you know, whatever makes this a game. So they're bad, but they look beautiful. Kind of. Because the things... Yeah, when they work. When <laughs> yeah. everything floats into place like it's supposed to. But right. When I'm not uh, getting blue screened. Which, it doesn't, that's, that's not fair. It doesn't happen anymore. But, you know, they, they released it that way. So Yeah, I, I think there would be an uproar if, if something like Anthem shut down. Even though... I don't think so. I think because the game is... Like, everyone knows it's broken. Yeah. And people are still waiting to, like, get the return on the investment. So they're not going to play it while it's broken anyway. So exactly. shutting it down and not having to maintain servers and just all those people just working on the game, optimizing the net code. I remember watching my friend and just nobody being able to stay in a session. Like right. it was just that bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot. I get yeah, yeah. That it's part a, of it doesn't happen anymore, but so you can play it without getting kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple really big problems. And you kind of talked about it earlier. Um, with the things that looters do right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in Anthem, there's way too many times where you stop playing the game mm-hmm. and see what you got and realize you don't have that much. Whereas like <laughs> um, Diablo, you can just keep playing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go grind greater rifts. I'm going to go do bounties. You don't have to really stop that much. Right. Um, I th- well, it's different. I think it, I mean, it's kind of different for for uh, Anthem because I feel like Bioware wanted so badly to make a Bioware game. Right. right. But EA told them they had to make a game as a service. A Destiny game. And they're like, we have to figure out how to meld the two. Right. And I think the thing they could benefit from would be something similar to not Final Fantasy XIV's plan other than shutting down, but making it to where the story is really, really important in that you can't even unlock the dungeons and raids in Final Fantasy fourteen unless you play through the story. Right. All of them are associated directly with the story. So if anybody has gotten to a dungeon or raid, it's because they're at that point in the story, which means they've already... Like, for if for a Bioware game, everybody wants the choices. They want the the love stories. They want the, the, the world-changing you know, events. No sex. The parties. No sex in that game. They they want the sex with any NPC they can talk to. That's what I. That's what you sign up for. Yeah, where are the blue people at, bro? There's no blue people. There's no sex. There's nothing. There's okay. no romance. I should say romance, right? Is this kid friendly? Technically, yes. Okay, sex ed out here. Um, it is what it is. There's no romance in that game. Yeah. And when you're playing a Bioware game, it's like part of the expectation. Mm-hmm. You're looking at NPCs like, oh, I wonder how this is gonna go with their. One of the first questions they asked, a lot of people asked about uh, uh, Cyberpunk, like the moment they announced it was coming out, I was like, so who can I romance though? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you establish a precedent that your company does good at these things. They want and and you're creating another RPG? Yes, yes ma'am. I would please like yeah. to romance anybody I would please. There's like YouTube reviews on just that part of BioWare games. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think I think they could benefit from just making a hardcore story where the things that you would be able to play with other people would be like destiny public event kind of thing right and then um and then like the raids in the in the dungeons i was actually talking to my friend who was playing uh who was playing anthem i was like they could benefit greatly from making these dungeons dungeons don't have to be crazy long crazy sophisticated like destiny does because destiny they have their very specific way that they do things and right. it's cool i'm not a huge the biggest fan of destiny it. dungeons what do you mean um, I'm talking about how they ha- Destiny just has it where you're like replaying those parts of the scenario with special like circumstances. Strikes. strikes, yeah. Okay. Um, so strikes would be the kind of dungeons of Destiny, right? Where and then raids are the raids. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, all of it's about puzzles and mechanics and all this other stuff. Whereas most MMOs and dungeons are uh, too too many bosses and a big boss and trash in between. Right. Um, the two mini bosses typically introduce two different, two new mechanics. The and the and the final boss typically integrates all, all those together yeah. into one epic scenario. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's less work to do that. It's still as fun, and at the same time, if you're going to be a loot shooter and if you're going to have you're going to have the the shower of different guns that you may or not may or not be be able to use. That's the perfect way to deploy them without having to give the exact scenario as to why you're there or like so in final fantasy 14's case typically the dungeons actually like i said they deal with the story Mm. so you get to you get to a place and finally you're like okay we're finally at the castle and in order to even we don't you never actually get to explore the castle the castle is a dungeon so you do the dungeon with other people, but then you get your your cutscenes, and then after you're finished with the scenario, after you're finished with the castle, you get your reward cutscene, which is like leading on to further into the game and things like that. So everything still works in the whole MMO phase, right? But you also get time where you can play with other people. You get times where you play by yourself. You get times to do public things. But all these games as a service, they want so badly to focus on the PvP aspect that right. they forget that a lot of these people may not care about playing against other people. They may just want to enjoy the game. And PvP communities, unfortunately, tend to get pretty toxic, you know? Well, that's that's the nature of PvP. I want to kill you. Right, right. right. And there's some people like myself. I love PvE games um, because of that. I don't have to worry about the toxicity that's associated with pvp and if i'm being completely honest i'm not really good at it so you know (laughs) that's that i might as well put that out there that's fair um but yeah i said we were going to take a break earlier so i'm going to take a break now and then we'll come back and we'll talk about metal gear solid and divinity original sin and we are back so that first segment was almost an hour long and we haven't done segments like that on this podcast that was an hour exactly didn't feel like it right at all um that's actually the reason why in the first season of this podcast we were we were running two plus hour episodes and i think our star wars episode was over three hours we didn't 
if we didn't realize we had all the stuff to talk about. You know? Right. Hey, but when you're talking about like your hobbies and your and your loves in life, which For is sure. just yeah, you you can talk forever. But speaking of loves and, and hobbies and whatnot, uh, I think we're gonna come back and we're gonna start talking about what your uh, what your favorite game franchise or even just favorite games are. Okay, so my favorite gaming franchise, mm-hmm. um, by far, I'm not gonna say it's the best one, but okay. my favorite gaming okay. franchise by far is Metal Gear Solid. I shouldn't say Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear, the Metal Gear franchise is my favorite mm-hmm. gaming franchise. Um, I started playing that game. I played Metal Gear Solid, the one on PS1, mm-hmm. when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Um, and before that, I played games like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Um, those are great games. The greatest. Right. Like I, I played, <laughs> so I played classic, Spyro. Yeah. I played Spyro and I beat it the same day I got it. Do you remember in that era of playing demos? Yes. Like, yes. I would have never known what Crash Bandicoot was had it not been for like the PS Underground demo right. disc. You got it in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Spyro, the same game. thing. Yeah. There was a couple of skateboarding games that I played. Yep. There was the one that had like the tapes that you got and it went when you got the thing. Oh, what game was that? I can't Don't remember what it's called, right man. Oh, bro. It was so... It was it such a Tony classic Hawk. game. No, it, it was definitely not Tony Hawk. It was. Uh, I, I don't I, remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. I know either. what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yes. man. So many games. Oh, uh, what was the other? The NeverSoft game that they're remaking now. Um, or the uh, the one with the skull, the Skullhead Knight guy with the with the sword. NeverSoft. Are you not talking about. Is it free? Mm mm. I'm not sure. A- anyways, it was like all these classic platformer games. Uh, mm that all had demos on on PS1. That I think I discovered more games in the PS1 era because of that. Like I, I agree. Like yeah. That's kind of how I played cuz games just came with demo mm-hmm. disc. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how I discovered them. I didn't like see a commercial or anything like that when I was a kid. I I played the demo. Yes, there was somebody that told me like, "Oh, I would have never gotten to the Final Fantasy series had I not played uh, was it like Brave Fencer Mashumi or something like that? And it had a demo for Final Fantasy VIII. Absolutely. And then they were like, yeah. I, fell, I fell in love and I had to go buy the game. And I was like, okay. That's how I Why aren't Final we still Fantasy doing too. demos? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on, guys? Because we don't want to give you anything for free. That's why. But this is an act of giving you something for free and then making you pay for the rest of the experience, which is technically the practice we already do. Agreed, but I it's didn't give DLC it to you for free. Culture. Huh? I didn't give it to you for free. You played it for money, mm. and then I gave you the rest of it for money. Yeah, I gave you the hamburger, right? With no hamburger, just the buns. Just the, and just I charge you buns. for them buns. And I charge you for the money. Bun. Sixty bucks for them Sixty buns. Sixty bucks for them buns. And if you want the hamburger, you are gonna pay for it. And you know what? Forty. I'm a nickel and dime you for the tomatoes and the absolutely and the and the, and the cheese and the and the what else do people put on hamburgers? I oh, pickles, ketchup. Pick, oh yeah, ketchup. There's some mustard. barbecue sauce. Kind of nasty, but I don't I don't use mustard. But I don't use mustard. I actually do the barbecue and like mayonnaise. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I agree. If you mix them, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that has nothing to do with Metal Gear Solid, but <laughs> it has everything but, yeah. to do with Metal Gear Solid. Well. I'm, I'm, well, you said that you played the the PS One um, Metal Gear Solid. The only Metal Gear Solid I played, or the first one I played, was well, I guess I did play PS One one. Mm-hmm. 
Only a little bit. I think I played it at a GameStop on a demo disc. Like, also... Do GameStops do that anywhere? R- you can come uh, in and play... I don't know. I'm, but RIP, so like, GameStop, GameStop and them usually be, used to being good. <sighs> they were the goats at one time. I remember, like, legitimately going to a GameStop, and you look through the shelf for games, and you're like, oh... Ooh, that one looks cool. Right. And like all the the cover art, and you're like, you can barely see what the game looks like on the back, but you're like, screw it, I'm gonna buy it anyways. It was like library for video games. Yeah. But no one goes to any of those anymore. Mm. That's tough. Both of them died. Libraries can't. I mean, the state funds them, so they can't really die. Yeah, but now they've turned into just computers, or like it's just rows and rows of computers, and Some like places to take two shelves for to be astute. Astute. <laughs> Yo, I'm a good parent. My kids go to libraries. And then you take them to the library and be like, see those over there? I used to, we used to read <laughs> those. those. <are> books. <laughs> <laughs> no, take take one off the shelf. Make sure you make sure you <laughs> leave, it leave, it, leave it open so you can put it back in there. But yeah, take it, open, open it up. Smell it. Smell mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, watch out for the books. edges. You can get paper cuts. What's a paper cut, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Can you get a paper cut on your phone? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. It's we a paper cut, but things. okay. <laughs> we are beyond those things. Exactly. I feel bad for GameStop. Like, I always think of them like Blockbuster and Netflix. Mm-hmm. But, like, they tried to change, but it was just way too late. And I, I don't think... Netflix think got lucky, and out. they and they they dived into their change as opposed to right. make it an ancillary. They said, right. no, no, we're actually going to focus this business, and we'll keep this open for the old heads. But right. We're, we're gonna do they focus. even have disc anymore? I believe they, still, oh, they do. still do have disc rental. Yep. You remember uh, GameFly? I thought GameFly was still a thing. I I wanted to. I had wanted to try it a while back, but I don't play enough console games to justify a subscription. Right. Like I had that. GameFly um, yeah. when they first started, and it was like I want to say it was like fourteen bucks every two months. So I was like, uh, "Win, uh, right? <laughs> absolutely, Come, give me absolutely my win." <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know if it's. I haven't seen like a. Uh, advertisement for it in I haven't decade. seen one either. So I don't know if it's a thing, but I feel like that combination, mm-hmm. um, games going just digital and uh, you being able to just get them. If you, if I wanted to pay a subscription for a game and not really own it, I could just 14 bucks a month, yeah. like, all the games I want, you know, like that kind of. Well, they're kind of going back to or going to that model now in terms of the. Uh, like the Xbox Game Pass and, right. and PS Now right. starting to expand their library. And I'm pretty sure by the time the next console generation comes out, technically PS4 games will be considered legacy. So they'll probably transfer, start transferring right. those over to the PS Now subscription and whatnot. And they'll be, you know, I guess because at first the games weren't backwards compatible with PS3. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I was hearing about uh, PS5 architectures. They're trying to make it as close to... Or as modular as the PS4's architecture, so right. that way all games on the PS4 should be able to be played on the PS5 and then be enhanced by the PS5. Right. So they're trying. If anything, this is why PC is the master race. Um, if anything, they're trying to make the the programming uh, environment for these consoles the same as they are for PCs. So that when you play a game on any console of the Sony thing, it's just like playing it a very specialized computer. But before, they were so hardcore and not make... Like, they didn't even use the same processors as a main computer. Right. It was 
they were uh, they were using like ARM processors, like the things that you see in your phone. So they they handled calculations different. They the the CPU architecture is completely different. Um, it's the, the reason why had like a custom one, like it was like the cell processor. Yeah, it, yeah. It, but it, yeah, but it was something. It would make they literally made it hard for themselves to right. develop further. Right. Whereas now you can see the architecture is leaning further and further towards just building mini PCs. And um, interesting. Do you with, think? Do you uh, think they'll go the route of um, kind of like how we're talking for earlier about how gaming, certain games are just here's the game. We'll keep adding on to it, making it better. Mm-hmm. And you, with consoles, do you think they're going that route to where here's our console? We're not going to come out with the PS6, you know, but we're going to come out with. Uh, an add-on or we're going to make the graphics better or you know oh like oh you're talking about modular consoles yeah i think didn't xbox at one time try to tease they were going to do something like that yes um which i to to be honest i don't think they're going to do i think they are leaning further on the whole cloud streaming thing right um which may actually be what the new deal is deal deal is going past ps5 it could probably be or the the next generation it'll probably be that these ones are they have a a good enough um hardware they have yeah they have good enough wireless they have good enough uh wired internet that they can support you know high data streams isn't google doing that yeah with stadia yeah Yeah. so i feel like everybody might be trying to match up to that because then that means that uh in terms of r&d sony can save buttloads millions and billions of dollars not developing a console that produces the graphics and just develop a plate or um, like a, a server bla- a blade um, and just plug it into a, a big old bank of servers. And they had just having that at home mm-hmm. and then having a console here that streams all of that, it's easier for them because they don't have to worry about the development costs that go into producing something that's affordable for the consumer that can also do all the, the graphics. And that, because then you're like, you're balancing heat, you're balancing. Right performance and then you're balancing um affordability because i mean ps3 didn't sell very well because it was the most expensive console ever made it didn't sell very well in the u.s initially initially but yeah. even then it took forever to pick up and it never really quite hit the stride that it could have right. also didn't really have a lot of games but i think it outsold uh xbox at the end of its at the end of its life cycle hmm. it took forever but it finally it finally kind of crossed the line well the thing was, like you said, it they made it hard to um, progress, and that that difficulty extended even to developers of games. Yeah. Um. So at first, it was just developers. It wasn't easy to make a game that worked. Right. Um, for PS3. Well, and PS3 so, initially, the first model had like two subsets of hardware in there, just so they could right. run PS2 games. Right. And you're and when you're making games for both, you got to make. If you're a big developer, I'm making games for Xbox. And I'm making games. Um, also for Sony, mm-hmm. um, and so they just they just fell behind in the beginning. But when they got the games, they caught up with Xbox as far as like you could play the same games on either. Mm-hmm. Then they they caught up in the U.S. and eventually um, they they sold more units than Xbox and worldwide. You know, Sony's always going to win that. Okay, you, you, you're seeing the pendulum swing. Yeah. The moment somebody gets the confidence that they're good, they they fall away and they're, right. And then the other people overtake them quickly. I mean, while Nintendo just sits in the background just, just counting their money. I mean, Nintendo, because their fan base is so loyal, it doesn't even matter. Do you know why they're loyal? Because Nintendo's consistent. 
Right. They I don't. Agree. They don't stray, and if they ever experiment, it's not at the detriment of their current progress. They right. they're always like, we have some time. Oh, it looks like we have a couple months where something's not releasing. Right. Hey, would you guys like to try something? Right. And then, <laughs> I mean, Nintendo Labo people. It sold. People liked it. Not everybody was like a huge fan of it, but right. it sold, and they were like, "That was a fun experiment." And then they went. Now they're supposedly making. They may. Oh, they did make a labo that for like augmented reality or for um for the for virtual uh, reality for the Switch. And so I think it's just them, like slowly but surely, like okay, that works. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, that works. Nope, that did not work. Yep. But by the way, you're still getting Mario. You're still getting Zelda. You're still. That's the thing to me. Mm -hmm. They just have. They just have these like masterpieces, like um, Zelda. That's a masterpiece of a game. Yeah. Um, and I almost got a Switch just to play Zelda. I actually bought my friend's Wii U. Yeah. So I can play it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm still playing it, and I have got nowhere in that game. Exactly. But I love it every time I play exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. There's so much to do, and it doesn't feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only watched Zelda because I don't I don't own anything to play it on. Um, but yeah, I I think that's the reason. Um, one they got they have the kids, mm-hmm. and their their games are legitimately fun, um, and they're kind of like straight away from the competition part of it, and mm-hmm. just focused on like, okay, where is our base, um, and we're gonna just keep feeding the people who who like us, the people that care about us, and the people that support us, and like you said, they don't they don't stray from that. Yeah, and I, I said in yeah. the second episode like. Um, that I had read an interview about how they make games and they start off by developing mechanics. They start off by ensuring that the gameplay is fun. Mm-hmm. And then they go, I wonder which of our franchise characters will fit into this. Okay. And then and then it works. So sometimes they could be making something and it looks pretty fun. And maybe initially somebody was like, oh, I was thinking Mario. And then somebody else goes, no, it's probably not going to work for him. And then somebody else goes, uh, or uh, the guy who made uh smash brothers i can't remember his name uh he goes what about kid icarus and they're like oh sweet yeah that would work or they were like we're making we're designing these this gameplay and it looks like a big a good star fox game and then he said how about kid icarus and then they end up that's what the ds game came from i think he's like i can do this with this and they're like oh that works that sounds almost backwards they do they do that a lot but i the think the thing about it is why do you think that we enjoy playing their games? It's not because we love the characters necessarily, but because the games themselves are enjoyable, and that's Agreed. the priority of the game. Um, like sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, every Mario game is very much just save a princess scenario. Here's the levels, collect the things, here's coins, you recognize those. Right. Um, there's mushrooms. Um, you know what? The game has Goombas in it. That's cool. Um, but most of the time, the scenarios really make no sense. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine, it's a uh, 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 dirty ink Mario just dirtying stuff up, and and you have a and you have you have a sentient uh, 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 infinite water hose thing. Oh, it's not <laughs> infinite water. Technically, you have to go in the water to fill it up. But you have a, a a a water pump on your back that talks to you. Does it make sense? No. But somebody was like, guess what? We can maximize the GameCube and we can we can create these mechanics that like if you shoot water at a thing, it cleans it off. Right. And somebody was like, that's cool. Mario would probably work on that. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And I think too, um, 
and that's what I was saying about not being so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that in the corporate sense. Yeah, they they stick to their guns. They play, they play within their within their realm of comfort. Right. And if they ever leave that realm of comfort, it's because somebody else did it. So it's like they have their first party studios are doing all of their things, and then oh, a third party wants to come in and switch the thing up. Okay, you can do that, right. but we're still gonna keep on doing what we do. Right. Which, I mean, it's that's working. It's it, it has not failed. Yeah. Since I mean, I people kid. say that the Wii U wasn't that great and everything, but uh, still didn't fail. Right. It, it's just yeah, fans just may not have liked it, but they bought right. it. <laughs> and and they played it. And they played it. Yeah, a lot of little gatherings. I'm playing Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a Wii, but I had fun playing Wii Sports. A bowling game, boxing mm-hmm. game. All day, yeah. All golf, day. the golf, yeah. Oh, when you when you actually finally figured out like just how to, just how to how to yeah. manipulate that swing, yeah. And you could do it with one hand. Man, the way I bowl is like a, a look flick. at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, well, shoot, that went off on right. another tangent. Um, right. so okay, so you played the PS One. Did you actually beat the PS One Metal Gear Solid? I've beat every Metal Gear Solid. Really. From PS One up, okay, yeah. really, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, so wait, wait. no, no, I the last one, the last one I got towards, I got almost to the end. And, Five, yeah, okay. Pain. Um, I got really close to the end, and uh, the people I played, what was it at that time? I was playing Destiny, mm-hmm. and they just wanted me to help them raid. So, oh, never, it got dropped to I, the wayside. Yeah, I never finished it. Um, but so I like I watched the story on YouTube. No, yeah, I'm so determined to finish that game. It made me feel dirty. It's honestly. so good. You you should feel dirty. Yeah. Mm-mm. So what it is I'm for me when I'm, when I'm playing single player <laughs> games, yeah. Um, I get in a mode, and to play multiplayer games, I have to switch like my perspective. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of funny, but it just I, for me. It's the analytical thing. So if you're playing a, a single player game, you're not thinking about certain possibilities and certain things. And technically, when you're playing a single player game, you're not. Re- you put a controller down, walk away, come back to it. When you're playing multiplayer, you have to be in the mindset. You have right. to have the time for it. You have to be like actually thinking about, okay, do I really want to play with these people? How long right. can I stand these people? <laughs> um how long until their voice starts to actually legitimately hurt my ears? Bro. Um, and then and you've been in a raid with me. Yes. Like, I'm typically the raid leader. I get it. Yeah. And so I have to... you got to make sense of everyone that mm-hmm. you're playing with. And it's totally like to lead a team. Um, I know it's, it's the same game, as in business and, it, as it, it is. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to be in that mindset. And it's mm-hmm. totally different than when you're doing something by yourself. Right. Um, and it kind of like... And I'm like in the the throes of the story in Metal Gear, and so to be like pulled out of that, and then to like now I have to lead this team of people to do this like objective, mm-hmm. um, and they want to do it over and over and over and over again every week, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then some of them have to like be helped to get to the point where they can even do that. Um, so you're going back and doing all the old stuff that you've already done just exactly. to, to help them through it, make it exactly. Easy. So it kind of took me out of Metal Gear Solid, and that one specifically. There is a um, like a skill climb to it. Like you have to get good. Yes. At that one. Yes. Yeah. 
Sometimes you have to go back and do submissions just to get money so that you can get good. Because yeah. part of the getting good in that game is ensuring that your the R&D. equipment... Yeah. 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 If you don't have the right equipment going to these scenarios or, like, your gun doesn't have enough ammunition and it's one of those scenarios where it's like... Um, you're trying to get, well, I didn't do the S rank thing cause I'm, I'm, I sc- did screw that crap. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've gotten S ranks, I think, but mainly the, I typically stay with A or B's. I can't, right. a, um, a, a is fine. B is fine too. Well, cause I can never get that one thing that makes it an S rank or whatever, or me most of the time i'm just like i'm going into there and like oh there's a there's a medical specialist i want to know where that guy is because i need i want to unlock the things right um and i'm a i'm a no kill scenario kind of person i don't i typically try not to kill anybody um but if you test me (laughs) you don't give me the information (laughs) i'm looking for (laughs) done quick like um no that can't so are you actually, are you actually like a a one person or oh sorry one person a one a one game kind of person like if you're playing a game you're not really playing anything else or do you play three four games at once? So it depends on the game. Okay. So that game, yes, um, because I feel like I feel like certain games lend themselves toward that. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this Metal Gear Solid, there's a legit skill climb, and other single player games. The character is only really there for to be your medium to the story, right? Um, and this game, it's almost like you are the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the build up to this game, like you hear about Big Boss, um, but you don't play with him. He's like he's like a legendary character. Tell me why I made the mistake of this being like the first game that I legitimately played in the Metal Gear Solid, yeah, um, franchise and. It blew my mind to find out like halfway through the story because I had read something about it. Yeah. That this is like a midquel for, for all this of... This is the middle of this. Yeah. Like, so you're playing after yeah. somebody does a thing. Just... Um, and I feel like this is kind of... Mi- mi- you no, said midquel. Is that big- a word? That's bugging me right now. Midquel? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. It's, it's today. It's, it's a pre-sequel. Today. Yeah. Ah, uh, like we'll it. go with that. Like <laughs> we'll go, we'll go back to Borderlands with that yeah. one. <laughs> um, but it's not in chronological order. N- oh yeah. 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 Um, uh, what is it? Uh, I want to say there's a spoiler about like the guy that you play isn't the real one. It's like a not, now you're spoiling it. I guess it's old, right? It doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, it's okay. really old. Yeah, it's, I, old. I, it's like like three or four okay. years old. Listen, this is my heart. All right. You're all right. No, I. Th- it's spoiled for me too because now. <laughs> oh, th- you didn't get there. No. Oh, no, exactly, sucks. and that's what really sucks. That but sucks. here's the thing: I'm the person that doesn't. Uh, I I'm not. Uh, I'm not completely discouraged by spoilers. Sometimes okay. I actually like to see how we got to that point. Okay. I like to see the reveal. That's fair for me. So it's still good. I'm still playing it's the still game good. because I want to get to the point where I find out that. It's not really the person that you think it is, right? Um, which I guess technically I'm still kind of covering up what the actually I'm actually yeah. spoiling. And they do it really, really good, really good, do it re- really well in the game. The way they explain it, I think one of the greatest things about that game is how every time you get done with a scenario, um, and then like the credits roll, and it's like Kojima Productions, yeah. directed <laughs> by, written by, <laughs> we out, Kojima, Kojima, Kojima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he he can't just put written directed something 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 nah, by he goes written by Kojima yeah directed by Kojima, Kojima. 
I just want you to know, by the way, this is a Kojima production. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's in the demo. Yeah. Kojima's in the demo. You save Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm that dude. Yeah. This is me. This is my game. Yeah. I like it. And you decided that Metal Gear Survive was a legit uh, way to, to send me off. I didn't. I'm not yeah. doing mm, that. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, anyways, I loved that. Because I like every time I was like, that's the end of the game. That kind of sucks. Right. And then and then it just goes to the screen where you tally up your score and everything. And, and it goes episode. to yeah. And then it's that. And then and then you're right back on the on the plane again or the helicopter again. And you're like, oh, oh, we're oh we're still going. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think uh, so. That's part of it that makes it more plug and play. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually playing it, it's just man. Like I always tell people. Um, and it, almost any game, like none of these games are hard. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, you just gotta understand them. Get good, right? It's not hard, you, but in that game, there there's actual difficulty in it. Um, and so it's like when I think about going back to playing it, the idea of that grind, that like first day or two days of getting good at it again, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. This sounds silly, but I don't want to be big boss and not be big boss. <laughs> You know, I ain't going to be big <laughs> boss with, with little boss mindset. Bro, I'm I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. We're so, going to be big, big boss. <laughs> exactly. Like you got to really do it. And the build up to the game, it's almost like I have, I guess in snake Eater you play big boss, but so even in that game, just everything around the character that was built up, it makes you want to live up to it when you're actually I mean, playing the name big boss. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. I'm, I am that dude. You can't make him a scrub or you didn't really even play the game. You know? <laughs> I actually okay, so that feeling um, is like bolstered by the fact that this game runs impeccably. First of it's, all, oh man, it looks freaking beautiful, and it runs on a potato. I don't know how Kojima managed to do that with a Vox engine at yeah. all. Um, I'm pretty sure my old hardware should not have been able to run full <laughs> volumetric uh, clouds and. And uh, with all bro, dynamic it, weather. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, how this game ran so well. No loading screens. Nothing. Yeah, bro. I guess you could like the technically travel. the loading screens when you go from the chopper yeah, to, yeah, chopper yeah. to the place, but yeah. But when you're actually playing, when you're you playing all over, yeah, yeah, so beautiful, right? So on top of that, you have it. They built an AI that, to be honest, isn't so sophisticated. But to gameplay, it is very sophisticated in terms of like when you shoot enough people in the head. Right. They start, they start wearing helmets. helmets. Yeah. But then you're like, ah, oh, so there must be some way I can counter it. Okay. Right. You do your little side ops. You can actually get rid of the, or right. like your dispatch missions, get rid of helmet shipments. Flashlights. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can do things that way. Um, then some people are like, oh, they put a joke weapon in there, the little water pistol. Water Come pistol. to find out, the water pistol is legit one of the most innovative weapons in that game That's how because you win. yes yes you literally take the water pistol you spray it on the on the like the little the the power generators you can shut down a whole base right you, you, you can spray it so an enemy can catch you mm-hmm. you could spray them with the water yes like right in that little oh you have two seconds until uh-huh. you get caught yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then now he's like disoriented you yep. can, and then exactly and down, the you're done. yeah yeah i'm telling you it's overpowered agreed it needs to be nerfed. It's the strongest weapon in the game. In the game. Pistol, period. <laughs> and that's not even an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember actually there was a mission, a side mission I did to capture like a little jackal, I think. Yep. And then, um, and the jackal was named Jehuti, which is the main character or the, the main robot from 
Zone of Enders. Oh, yeah. I haven't played Zone of Enders, so I don't even right. So catch that. So that, but game. that one I think unlocked the uh, the the what are those? What is the thing called where you lift up things on the parachute? Uh, I know what you're talking about. The the overhead like plane comes over and picks it up. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called though. The little dispatch uh, balloon thingies that we yeah. get. Yeah. So I got you get that, but then when if you, once you kill that jackal or you capture the jackal, you uh, it unlocks the the little wormhole thing. Right. Yeah. And I was, thought it was funny because it was like the advanced technology, and then you call it Jehuti as like a reference to your old game or whatever. Gotcha. I thought that was pretty cool. Also, like. The amount of things you can do in that game, bro, insane. I, I always, I always say that. Um, so on whatever given console, mm-hmm. to me, the like the measurement or or barometer of what this console is capable of, you mm-hmm. always see it in the Metal Gear game. Um, I would say the exception would be um, the PS3, because mm-hmm. Last of Us that dropped at the end of that console's. Uh, like life's lifespan really shows you what you could have done on the PS3. Right. Um yeah, we talk about the Final Fantasies, we talk about how every console that they're on, they try to like maximize it at the end of the life cycle. So right. like a like a Final Fantasy 12 used as much video RAM as the PS2 had to offer. Right. Final Fantasy 13 as much as people may not like it, it had some of the most beautiful graphics we've ever seen in the Final Fantasy. And that was on PS3, and it maxed that thing out. Um, and then going the Final Fantasy 15 had to or can be enhanced with the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. and that looks freakishly that beautiful. Yeah. So you, you have that uh, horror story of Final Fantasy. Um, so I, I only played Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. and then um, hurt my heart. So I never played a Final Fantasy game again. So on Final Fantasy 7. You know, it's double disc. Um, it's three or four discs, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, so, you know, you had the, like, huge case mm-hmm. that it came in. Oh, man. Those, yeah. that, those cases are nostalgic. Yeah, That's for man. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then you flip through them, and it's like, oh, this holds one case, or this one holds one disc, and this holds another disc. Mm-hmm. So, I'm on the first disc. Mind you, I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I'm playing this RPG, and it's actually, like, not easy for me to I'll figure out what I need to do and then go do it. Mm-hmm. the way it would be today there's no quest log there's right no, yeah that's another thing right i forgot they they yeah they legitimately I struggled did man. not hold <laughs> <laughs> I, listen i struggled to get through that first disc to the point that when i finished it i remember it being like midnight mm-hmm. um and my like for whatever reason my parents just let me play games all night i had trade days so it was fine okay um yeah. so i finished the game i finished the disc i save and quit and i was like you know, happy, celebrate. I'm going to go to bed on this note. It's a good note. It's right when you go in a cave mm-hmm. where that, I, I can remember it because it was a traumatic experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it said insert two. I was like, and I just ended there. Um, so then I go to bed, get up the next morning. It was Saturday morning. Um, I watch my morning cartoons. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Get your Transformers in. Get your Thundercats. Yeah, get, your, get your Ronin Warriors. Rams, Ronin Warriors. Yes. Woo! Yes. <laughs> um, so then I put the disc in, disc two. And uh, it says, save data corrupted. That was the last time I ever played Final Fantasy until someone told me that the games aren't connected. I didn't know that they were they were, uh, were one continuous story. 
Oh, so you're thinking like, oh, I can't if I I can't play eight if I haven't beat seven, right. and now I just feel like gypped by the experience with yeah. seven. I can. Never I wasn't play. going back. I wasn't yeah. going to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I played. We, we've lost so many save files to Final Fantasy games, and I don't know if it's as much the 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 games themselves as it might be the consoles, because um, mm. the fun, or the PS one memory cards were notorious for that, right. and PS two memory cards weren't that much better. Right. Um, so we got to a point where when we save, we saved on multiple memory cards. Um, so when one's corrupted, we have a backup of the other one. Sometimes we forget to do it. And so we'd have to go back a little bit, but yeah, no, that's, that was my first, that was the first time it happened for me. So that, by the way, that, that hurts my heart too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started doing the multiple save thing after that, but it was just too late for final fantasy. Yeah. So, so I say that to say, I can't, I can't relate, uh, to final fantasy, like pushing the limits of the console right. because I just I didn't play your them. point of reference is Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear. Yeah. So did you play uh, Snake Snake Eater was the one on GameCube then, right? Snake Eater was on consoles too. I played Snake Eater on consoles. Okay. Oh, yeah. the, did they do an HD re-release of Snake Eater on GameCube? Maybe. Yeah. I never played Metal Gear on uh, on GameCube. Wait, maybe I did play it on GameCube. I might have had a GameCube. That was that wasn't no no. Was I didn't it, have GameCube. I don't, the I don't boxy know. one with the the funky little controller with like the extra bubbles in the middle for the c c stick and the and the analog thing i'm not 100 sure but i sure but i don't think i played it on gamecube okay i definitely played snake eater that that might be one of my favorite um metal gear solid what why is that um because i've never played it before so i think i'm pretty sure that's when you play as big boss okay so that's part of the reason why Mm -hmm. um and then it was it was linear, but it felt open, and it was one of the first games I played that was that just felt open mm-hmm. because you're in a jungle. Right. Um, Is that the one with the lady at the end? The lady in the white latex suit kind of thing. Yes, I want to say yes. I don't remember what her name is. Um, wasn't she like Sorrow or something like that? No, no I, I want to say she's the, the other boss. She's, um, I can't remember. I I don't know much. I want, I want, to, I want to say yes. I want to Look. say that there was a lady in the end, um, and, and it might have been like the one that like pit pit metal or snake against Big Boss originally. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that part of the storyline very well, honestly. Um, they're convoluted for sure. Yeah, because because the they're just not released in order. Right. So that the same lady you see her later in a different game, and she's older, and another game she's younger. You know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but the reason why it's just because it had those aspects to it. Like you could eat snakes in that one. You, like you had to go hunt and you didn't you have could to legitimately eat snakes and yeah. snake eater. <laughs> snake eater. You you hunt and you get food and. I all feel that like these stuff. little self-referential things for Kojima is just par for the course. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why everybody loves him so much is that he he loves to do what he did and he wore all of his influences on his sleeve, like the way characters look, the scenarios that they were in like the 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 espionage that they were all a part of right like he just said i like these things deal with it you, and that's also how he you like them too. too huh that's how we interviews too if you mm-hmm. ask him he's like this is really close to me yeah. so i did it because i like it yeah yeah um and konami said i can't do something but i did it anyway so um yeah <laughs> Bro, on the um on the ps3 mm-hmm. when it was released um that's part of the reason why they had uh vibrating controllers 
because they weren't going to have vibrating controllers. And um, he told them that if you didn't do that, I won't release my game on your platform. I'll give it to Xbox. And then they had. And they were like, um, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're going to need to. And that was, and that's just for like the alert tones and stuff like that. Or was it because uh, he wanted to do certain special things with the controllers? Yeah. There's certain aspects in fights um, where your controllers vibrate, but it wasn't anything really that special, but he just felt like, this is like, He's like why would you experience. take why would you take the the shock out of a dual shock controller right it makes no sense yeah i agree oh excuse me so um you uh okay so snake eat is your favorite one uh what did you think of sons of liberty because that was the one that i felt like really got me interested in metal gear solid right and the first does the game actually start where the demo starts where like you're on that bit on the boat in the in the storm sons of liberty yeah the game starts there okay so playing through that whole scenario and hiding in the locker and, right. and seeing the poster of some chick on the inside of the locker or whatever and like all these like little things where you're like these guys really put effort into right. all the little touches and it's on not here. necessary but it's there it's, yeah that's and, a and lot of things in that game want. exactly yeah exactly yeah um the uh, the way their stealth mechanics are designed, I felt like are borderline perfect uh, from there to uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. The way they track sound, uh, it's actually point uh, point of impact kind of sound. It's not like uh, and almost like they actually kind of they probably take into into account the materials bouncing off of like almost like he designed a whole engine right just purely about stealth and like how to what are the different factors that factor into these things? Oh, if there's a sandstorm, less visibility, blah, 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 this. Um, if you're wearing these kinds of things, this makes noise. This does this around this. They can hear certain things like this. Oh, you can blend into here if you do these kinds of things. And then, of course, there's the classic Metal Gear Solid box. Yeah. So, so to an extent, it's like true to form. Yes. <clears throat> About as what, true to form as you can get as that's a what simulation. That's to me. Yeah. Like, it's a very honest experience um like there there's a there's a game within the game within the game yes um so on Metal Gear solid the first one i played uh there's a radar um on the top right of the screen like most games have like a little map or whatever mm -hmm. you can see the dot of your enemy moving around and you can see their vision their um yeah their vision their field i think vision. that's one of the things that my dad was like really loved like it it like simulated like how like that cone of vision that you can't get in because if somebody sees you peek your head around and you're within their cone of vision, they saw you. Right. And the, I, the, the exclamation mark, the classic exclamation right. mark noise. And that noise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that used to be my uh, ringtone. I'm really? sorry. Uh, SMS alert. Uh, the three? Right. Exactly. So, but at one point, that was a game. Just that thing that happens in the radar box, mm -hmm. that, that was a video game at one point um, right. in gaming like history. Right, technically, like the old Metal Gear games for Nintendo is That's pretty much just was. the radar. Yeah, exactly. And and so we have that, and then we can put that in the same experience, but you get more detail of it. You can actually see the person now, and there's there's added sounds, and you can get in a, you can influence it more. But you're mm -hmm. still playing that same game. Right. It's just also one of the things about Metal Gear Solid games is as real as they are, and as true to form as they are, and even as like simulation oriented as they are. They are hilarious. Agreed. 
they, some of the things like we were talking about the water gun earlier or the, the boxes or the or the posters yeah you can put the poster on the box mm-hmm. and uh and five and you can like have it set up for you a can trap, stand basically. yeah yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Oh, what's that girl over there?" And, and then you just run up. God, exactly. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, five has the the decoys that you can actually make them talk. Uh, yep. I mean, yeah, man. All it, the, again, there's just it, the game is funny, um, but also because like the humor is not it's not surface humor. Sometimes it requires you to like actually go. Yeah, this shouldn't work right but it does but it does <laughs> and i like it yeah it's funny i'll take it. i'll take it and that that too is art to me because i feel like um there are some games you could play and it's you just get the game but you don't find out anything about the person that made it or mm-hmm. the people that made it oh kojima is right Metal Gear. exactly you find out a lot about i, I shouldn't say a lot because i don't know him enough to like correlate but there's an a- aspect of like his vision or the way he sees things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's his humor that's expressed in his his video game, yeah. um, and and that's artistic. I could play um, Madden, yeah, and it's a game. It's and I don't art. know anything about any Nothing of the people about. who have ever made that game, right? Other than the fact that the game is named after a, fo- a football commentator John Madden, who doesn't make the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he has nothing to do with it. He just his name is on it. His but name's on it because he was a, you know he's an icon in, in football, and, right? Um, one of the thing, you know what we will get to see them if Konami actually uses the Metal Gear franchise name again, we'll get to see. Supposedly, there's another Metal Gear Solid in the in the works. We'll get to see how Metal Gear Solid, how much of Kojima Metal Gear Solid is, because we'll get to see how somebody else picking up the reins trying right. to emulate Kojima. Apparently, though, it was it's someone that's um that's been there for a while. Mm. So you can like you know copy the template, I guess. Yeah, but, but again, I'm not interested. At if all. you're missing the, it's like a um, uh, look at like like movie franchises. If you get like a like an Alien, you get you get one by Ridley or Ripley Ripley Scott. Yeah, yeah, Ripley Scott, and then you get one by James Cameron. Totally different. And then you get another one by like a horror movie director. You can tell the legacy. You you can tell like when you're trying to emulate the same thing, but if you don't have the same vision, or if you really, to be honest, if you're really not the same person, you yeah. just can't emulate it. There's certain flares. There's certain there's certain like there's certain nuance to everybody's in uh, interpretation uh, of the screenplay. I agree. And going forward, like you get the Ridley Scott horror aspect of Alien, and then you get Aliens with uh, James Cameron, and you get the epicness of it. You know. Right. And then you go to uh, you go to three, and then you just get this. Uh, how do I get horror and epic, and I have a lot of money kind of thing? And then you get Alien Resurrection, and it's like I'm just We're cashing in. At this point, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just I, cashing I in. You a, saw uh, Aliens, you'll buy it. Like I'm talking about art still. Um, yeah. I can't remember the actress's name in the first one, uh, but when she's like holding the face of the alien. Um, are you talking about Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, yeah. That's like that shot that lives forever. Oh, the the side by side joint. Yeah, yeah, that lives yeah. forever. You can't like that's an expression of art that you you just can't get that everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the director saying, "I want this, and this, and this is not CG. We need the person with the costume to be right here. I yeah. want this to drip. I need this to be right here. Right. I need you to be right here. Yeah. That's and such the, an awkward 
like beautiful moment yeah you know like it's the, a contrast for sure yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. oh man yeah no i there's certain things like yeah like you like, said you just can't emulate it you so, can try so for me like not that one for one but kojima has that in his games mm-hmm. where like this is a video game um but it's also art and it's really cool too because he acknowledges the fact that it's a game in the game like there are interactions that he has with the player holding the controller that are just not with the like main character protagonist in the story it's mm-hmm. with you as the human player um what was that in? so uh in the first one i played um there's something that happens with psycho mantis is a boss it's a boss yeah. fight where he like reads he reads your memory card oh yeah i i've yeah um um uh, i think i saw it on one of those videos like top 10 movie or not movie top 10 video game like plot twists or whatever or right uh crazy things yeah i thought that was i thought it was like I mean, technically, the PlayStation has the ability to do that, so right. why wouldn't why the, wouldn't the, no. I had never experienced a game I did that yeah. before that, um, and I'm sure it would surprise somebody, especially at your age, like oh, exactly what, what? how do they do that? Yeah. yeah, and so like that's what those are the kind of things that made it my favorite gaming franchise because I don't you don't have that experience anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and, and then, he didn't need to. He could have done something exactly. else completely. Yeah, it was a good boss fight. He could have just had it standard like any other boss fight. The boss was interesting, mm-hmm. and you know he was. It wasn't like a oh I go up and shoot this guy in the face. You know it was the mechanics. Yeah, it there's just, a, there's a red spot right here. I gotta make sure yeah, I shoot that three times. It was yeah. just him. It's just like I'm gonna. He's gonna express himself and his art, and I, like I appreciate that. Hmm. I wonder if he actually had a conversation with Sony on that one too. Like, hey, can my game read the vi- the, the memory <laughs> cards? And they were like, ah, oh, we kind of don't really do that. My game will. <laughs> right. He had to have. He yeah. had to have had a conversation. Had, had, because, like, I wonder if this is, like, a violation of right. uh, whatever rights. Privacy. The, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, eh, memory card. I think it should be fine. Right. Because it's proprietary. If it was a PC thing, you probably couldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, you probably couldn't do that because you would have to look for, like, the place where you saved your files and right. that would give access to your old computer. Exactly. And all that other nonsense. Exactly. Wow. I forget how much which I actually is, like Metal Gear Which Home. is why Go PlayStation is the master race. Because you can't do that on consoles. Or on Here's the PCs. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. PlayStation is like a like a close, maybe second. Close second. Um, but still not number one. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, work on you. I'll not work on you. I'll work on yeah. it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> you know what? Can we edit that part out? Let's do that. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh man. No, I'll, was, probably, I'll edit it out if you want. That wasn't good. <laughs> but I forget how much I like Metal Gear Solid. It's Bro. a, it's like it's a good friend. Now, now I'm gonna, I can't. I'm I'm paying a subscription for Final Fantasy 14, but I know now I just really gotta get in. I I'm at 60. percent I think actually, they say 60 percent completion, but I'm pretty sure I don't have that many more story scenarios to go. Right. And right. I think I just need to. And do I think them. the completion also factors in side missions. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. There's two side missions so far that have appeared that, like, they're like substance and something else. You know, the thing where they cut out you're like you're not allowed to use all these certain things and you have right. to do it within this whatever. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. I like Metal Gear Solid, but I'm not hardcore. I can't. Yeah, there's certain things where I'd have, probably have to wear the chicken hat, but Bro. I don't think you can in those. So, <laughs> uh. I don't know. I think you can wear the chicken hat and everything. Um, well, I think it says specifically the chicken hat doesn't oh, work. Really? The, yeah. okay. But I think it's like the, it's like a, a hardcore version of those, of a, an old mission. Got you. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So it's like, if you do this as part of your completionist journey, right. it's not necessarily, we don't yeah. need you to do it. For I'm not a completionist. I'm just a finisher. I just want to, I just want to finish. Yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Um, dual meanings. The, uh, uh, the story yeah. too, I think is really cool because, uh, it's about language. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. Like, um, you brought up, um, the sons of Patriots, mm-hmm. um, and that, that game had messages in it like for the person who's playing it um i think all of his games have messages you know for yeah. the people who play them and they're not like just surface video game oh no they're like legit things yeah. that could be applied whether it be his message about about nuclear war right um he's teaching you stuff yeah or or talking about how certain lift nodes or whatever react to blah blah, blah and right. teaching about uh manipulate or like how how pretty much kind of like going into the like the whole like science of parasites and yeah and when when you get those tape those tapes are mesmerizing by the way i actually typically don't like audio logs in games same but when i'm sorting through my inventory and i'm just listening to him talk about we made the parasite listen to yeah the The voice acting is so good yeah oh my gosh it's so perfect he yeah I think once I finish that game and I can finally actually like give my my take on it, because mm-hmm. um, I don't like giving my take on in or games I haven't completed. I sure. and I usually like to preface it if so if I am giving a take on it with I haven't completed it from the part I played. This is what I get. Right. But that one's one of those ones where it's such it's so good so far, and I think I'm I'm looking forward to the ending because of how good it is has been. But again. Who knows? Endings typically. There's a lot of video games that really just don't know how to, how to how to end, mm-hmm. and so they kind of fall off that. That mm, we're gonna just go with ambiguous kind of ending, but this one technically leads into another game, anyways. So, right. I th- think this game ends well, from what I watched. <laughs> 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 I think this game ends well, um, but again, it's the middle of a story, right? And but I think the way they tie it in, it's so, it's artfully done. Um, actually like it's almost like giving like giving you the hooks into the next story like oh no you probably should go back and play right yeah they won but even so there's layers to it mm-hmm. so yes there's that part of it um but there's also a part of it that it just makes it all make sense mm-hmm. in a way that even though chronologically this is not the end of the story it is the culmination so it does everything like <laughs> everything leads up to figuring out why everything led up right. to the ending. to the middle like yeah. that's kojima bro <laughs> that dude is a master is that one meme of that of that of that black dude with the with yeah. the pointed at his forehead like uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh man so we went on a lot longer again than i thought from el Solid. but this is fine this is fine are you gonna this might be hardcore editing i don't know i don't, I don't know. care part two huh i don't know shoot i could divide it into two episodes if we really want to but or we could just make it really one long episode that somebody actually listens to over a couple days <laughs> i've done that's that how before I, that's how i listen to your i like on the way to school yeah yeah i, I that's how i listen to mine yeah. <laughs> so i well i have my 40 minute drive to work and i'm like okay 40 minutes yep. for me too yep and then i'm like okay oh looks like i got an hour and a half i can finish another episode sounds yep. good cool um well shoot did you want to still talk about uh divinity original sin i mean because they're yet another company that figured out what they wanted to do they did it and nobody else could tell them otherwise 
I, so I've only played two. I haven't played the first one. Oh, you haven't played it at all? No, not at all. Okay. Well, I played only the first part of the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny that within the first two hours of that game, that you, and, and then after playing Divinity Original Sin 2 for like 10, 15 hours, mm-hmm. I can see that the first one had all of the bones for two and two did nothing but make it better in every possible way. Right. Whether it be the graphics, the, the amount of scenarios, the way you get introduced to the world, uh, the origin stories. I believe that's the new thing in the second one. So you can actually like have pre-made characters and you get to play through their stories. Oh, there's no, I don't think there's pre-made characters in the first one. I think you just create your own source hunters at the beginning of the, of the, of you're, the, you're playing a source hunter? Uh, yes. That's cool. I don't, yeah, because I don't think... Source is a new thing, kind of a new thing in the but first one. You're playing one. a source hunter. I feel like I'm going to play back. I'm, I'm going to go back and play this now. Yeah, it's actually... It's a really good uh, scenario. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about for Divinity Original Sin, and I think just in general um, computer RPGs, um, is that every time I try to... Uh, it took me several years to get to Original Sin 1... And then even longer to get to two because to get to like to actually play it. I bought them and I just don't play them. Got you. Um, And it's because they all like, I know that they're going to require time to play for sure. And that they require not only time and because you can't play these games on a whim. It doesn't work like that. These are very much read the dialogue. Make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're approaching each person that you talk to with the right person to actually get the right dialogue tree. Or you yeah. end up having to kill someone or getting killed yourself. Oh yeah. my gosh. I I teleported my, my I I killed this bear that teleports or, or no this crocodile that teleports. He gave me a cro- That's two. Talk- That's two. Yeah, and two. Yeah. yeah. So I kill I killed a crocodile that had a teleport ring that allowed me to go gloves. places that I couldn't, huh? Teleport gloves. Gloves, sorry. Yeah. That allowed me to go places that I wouldn't normally get to, but I hadn't I didn't know that all the mechanics work everywhere in this game. And I'm starting to find that out, and it makes the game even more fun. Right. But yeah, so I teleported my people as I went to this place. I went into the thing. Then I apparently I started straying too far, and then the game said, "Hey, uh, you probably weren't paying attention." So here's a fight. I died. Right. Um. Luckily for me, I save a lot of in these types of games, and right. you can just press F five, and you're if super you don't quick. save in Divinity, you could lose like a gameplay session. Yes. Easily. That game will ruin you. <laughs> Easily. They do hit you with the auto saves on an yeah. on, uh, kind of, uh, but it's usually per area, and right. so you don't like all it's your decisions. Not, it's not consistent, like it's not consistently per fight. It's like when you enter a new area and you have a fight off that off the rip, then you'll get that save. Yeah. But, oh yeah, that thing where you enter an area and like as you're approaching the area, it saves right before you, and you're like, oh shoot, I'm about to fight. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But I, I've I've been just like. Because that game has so many things you can do in it and so many different... Like Fort Joy, there's like a million different ways to get out of Fort Joy. Man, I found the exit to Fort Joy before they told me or before I completed the mission that the guy or uh, one of the elves, I think, gave me and then he finally told me where I could get out of Fort Joy. Right. But I by that time, I had already like explored enough and just found it by digging it up. Right. And I was like, oh. And then I got... I wonder if the... That game is kind of new, I guess. Two years, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess the opening scenario is not like too much spoilers. I think once you get into it, would it be spoilers if I said something about the opening scenario? 
I don't think. I mean, I feel like the. Well, so there's a thing where if you hear this podcast mm-hmm. and you, it's interesting to you, you're gonna want to go play it. So that would be a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but there's so many ways to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was okay. So um, I'll try. I still try to stay a little bit ambiguous with certain things. So I was traveling through this area that I had found right. And there's all these creatures, and they're just out here, and um, yeah, there's these creatures, and I thought I was gonna have to fight them all, right. and so I didn't want to, so I put everybody in sneak mode, and I'm sneaking around. Then I realized that instead of like the little sword icon over them to attack them, it was actually a talking icon. So I went oh, and talked to the person. Come to find out, I had actually coincidentally picked up something that would tell that person that I knew a person and tell, and then I did the right dialogue tree to ensure that that person goes, whatever, I do what I do. Yeah. And then they just left me alone. And I was like, huh, I thought that was going to be one of the more harrowing battles because I saw the people around. I was like, as soon as I attack this person, they're going to bring all the people in. It can be. And I... I already had killed one of them. I'm like, they're going to hate me or whatever. That's like the Fort Joy fight. Yeah. Can be. Or it can just be. Nah. And and you can get romance options from that part. Really? Yeah. Huh. That, that I did the arena thing. That was pretty fun. Um, oh. But I actually accidentally did the arena thing. And I was fighting for my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a lot of fighting scenarios in that game. Huh? Were you under leveled when you went there? I I believe so. Yeah. But I think I've played enough strategy um, RPGs that I kind of figured my way around it. And then that's, mm-hmm. I think that scenario is what taught me about all of the things you can do with pretty much anything in your inventory. You yeah. eat everything in your inventory because it probably gives you a benefit. Right. Um, and then I had. But it costs you uh, turn points. True. Yeah. There is a lady in my party. That if she eats body parts, the elf, yeah, she can get, uh, yeah, she can get like visions of people's whatever, whatever, and she gets better benefits from those items. And yeah. I was like, she can learn abilities with that stuff. Yeah, There's I didn't like know these things, and I just access. all yeah. because I was running out of health and I needed to eat something, and I was like, oh, it says I can eat this. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then I went, and, and then I forgot. And then, so I went through her stats, like to look at what she has that allows her to eat people and get their memories or whatever. And it's right on there. Or something like yeah, that. it's literally corpse yeah. eater. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> all, all elves have that. Yeah, so it's like the all all these little things that that game has like integrated into like how how they work certain things and uh, even when you talk to um, the person who you like didn't have to fight, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. So not not that conversation, but the conversation you had to get the thing. Mm-hmm. Based, is based off of your persuasion right that's a stat yep you have yeah. to you can do a strength persuasion you can do a charisma persuasion right. or like an intellect persuasion right. which man that game has so many so many variables so that's why it's like really good that they worked with the D people and that they're going to be exactly. making Baldur's gate because i think yeah. i'm pretty sure wizard of the coast saw what they did with divinity 2 and probably was like this is about as, as close to a one-to-one of D&D I agree. as you could possibly get. I mean, Larian is playing the DM, and you're just running a scenario with them. I and it, it, to be honest, it does typically lead to three to four hour sessions when I play that game. So it's about the same time as actually playing the pen and paper. 
um there is many a times where i just sit on a turn in combat like ah, Bro, that, who's gonna die that kills me <laughs> so like I-, I play that game with people oh i can't do that with yeah, people. i couldn't do man. it with people and it's it's easier when you play with someone who's like had a couple playthroughs and they understand what they're doing like completely mm-hmm. um and i try to have patience with those people who aren't which yeah. really just means i mute my headset and scream at them <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah that that game man it uh so i i like games where i can i can use um just my intellect mm-hmm. to affect the game yeah um and so so like the common sense things and how they should work yeah. right but also just the nuances of how to build a character mm-hmm. um and so I, you get to a point where you understand the game um, and the things that you can take advantage of, for instance, like uh, in that arena fight, mm-hmm. one of the things if you're under level that makes that fight doable is that um, there is a line of oil between you and. Um, mm-hmm. right. I accidentally happened upon that. Right. It was, it, the game does this thing where if you hover over everything, right. it tells you things. Right. Everything can do a thing. Right. And you start to realize that, yeah. So I actually hovered over that, realized I had fire arrows in my thing, shot exactly. that down. Then one of my guys had poison scepters. Yep. So he hit somebody with poison while they were near it. And the splash of the poison caused more fire, spread the fire off to him. Yep. Little things like that. And so they people were losing the their, their magic barrier. Yeah. And then, so the oil can slow you. So you, that makes the enemy waste. Um well, oh, turn the points to, turn get, points to, to get through, yeah. Right, and so they're like, if if they're a melee character, you just got more chances to hit them while they can't hit you. Mm-hmm. And then, if the oil wears out, um, or right when the oil is gonna wear out, like one turn before it, you hit them with fire, and now they're burning. You know, and it, and it depends on your the makeup of your group. Maybe you have all magic users. You want to hit them with that fire early. I found it a necessity to build out a typical MMO party with the, with okay. the tank healer um and two dps that kind of thing uh so i built let's see uh the red prince is my tank okay like, um, is he like a battle mage or is it tank tank uh he's a uh, sword and board um, okay kind of tank. tank tank yeah okay um with i think he has the earth magic master or whatever so he can do the so mm-hmm. he could do the thing where he can put oil on the ground that that rock the yeah uh I want to say, yeah. It's a boulder you kick. Yeah. 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 Have him do that. Yeah. Um, it slows... Because I, I use that actually as my defense mechanism for my ranged people. So I put that in between them if I can if I can manage that. Or if I see somebody on the approach, I'll try to hit them with it to make sure they can't get to my other people. Right. And then keep my ranged person, put them with the fastest movement stuffs, and then obviously go to the high ground right shoot down i think i only won that battle because i was thinking as if i was playing other games and it yeah and i just was kind of nickel and diamond the the characters away uh i think that uh, that whole scenario actually taught me more about the magical and physical shields than i knew before because i was like oh okay so my magical person should focus somebody down completely and not focus on anything else because no i only had one magic person and he was the only he couldn't do any damage to anybody he could only do like peripheral damage because of the the poison right and even then that didn't affect somebody if they had magic shields because they resisted it exactly and then yeah so it would be like okay so these all these physical people need to focus down on Armor. physical damage yeah yeah it the game is really deep i'm pretty sure um 
when I finally get some time to get into it because I got just got out of Fort Joy. Right. Um, I made my way into to the marshes and, and unlike unlike uh, like Path of Exile, mm-hmm. you can just respec. Oh, they, oh, you just got a Fort Joy. You don't know this yet. I don't want to spoil the game for you. But there, <laughs> but there are things where you can you can respec your character. It's very forgiving. Go Farnet. Yeah. I've, I, I, actually, okay, and that also, actually kind of makes me don't happy. Don't Farnet no more. Go Farnet. Delete that from your whole vocabulary. Dog on it? That's way better. Yep. Go, what, why not Go Farnet? This is a family podcast. <laughs> um, so I don't want to get too ugh on you right now. But, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's, it's just, we got to retire that. Let's leave it okay. back in the 70s, wherever it came from. It's got to stay there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. With with love. Old soul. I'm an old soul. That's good. Go that's that. a good thing. Let me go with that. Um. <laughs> but the, so like the oil um, that you used and it's using your environment that gets magnified. Um, you can have a character that can make rain, and then right. you can have one of my characters character, does make rain. Yeah. Or another character freeze surfaces and okay. rains a surface. You could have a whole battlefield covered in ice and the enemies have a chance to slip on their attacking you hmm. um, and they just never get to you they just, they just keep slipping and then you can have your whole party you can put nails on their shoes so they don't slip yeah the crafting system is quite robust in that yeah. game some of yeah. it's almost common sense too it's like well, i have nails i have boots yep. i combine them done right or i have i have a, a sharp object and a a piece of a piece of wood I now have a shiv. <laughs> yeah, or you can make it like little key things, or yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, I haven't quite gotten. Again, that's one of those games where I, when as soon as I start playing it, I'm like, do I have anything else to do at all today? <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. We're right. playing. Also, yeah. maybe I need some coffee because I, I sure. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. And I, I like it too because, so the the crafting system is really good, but you don't have to interact with it at all no it's yeah. just it's part of the menu and it's like when you right click on stuff it's you can combine with i shouldn't or, say that there are sections where you do have to but it's like you have to hold x on a piece of metal you know it's like you don't you don't have to it's not necessary in order for you to be powerful in the game mm-hmm. there are like two or three points where it's part of the story you have to make something um what were the characters that you chose or that you have chosen because you haven't beaten the game yet, right? I beat the game multiple times over. Divinity Original Sin Two. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. what characters did you choose the fir- your game. first go through? My first go through, I chose. You're asking me the party or the character I played with most. Um. Did you did you stick with the party or do you rotate characters out then? I stuck with the party because of the stories. I wanted to experience the stories okay. of those. Yeah. Characters. Okay. So, what? Well, yeah. What was the first party you stuck with? Okay, so uh, Sebel, the elf, okay, that can eat stuff. Mm-hmm. It was her, um, Los, um, the redhead, okay, woman, Ethan uh, uh, or Ifan. Um, he's a dude, dark hair, archer. Is I guess his like default. Um, he he can summon a spirit wolf. You're not at this point where you even can do these no. things. No, no, because uh, I can't even use source. Only one person can use source right now. Okay, got your collar off. Yeah. Uh, He's, uh, I can't really say. Too is he like the, is he like the, uh, the, the mercenary guy? Yes. Okay. Him. Uh, who was the fourth one? Um, I think it was another dude. Oh, it was, um, 
he this he has a skull. Fane. Uh, Fane? Zane. Fane. Fane. It was Fane. Yeah, that was uh, before. Dang, pretty close parties. Um, the only person I substitute in for that is, uh, Red Prince instead of uh, okay instead of the the mercenary guy. I'm not so, mad at that. So I'm Red Prince, uh, Fane. Los Los is actually my main character. I okay. her, she's my she's my my girl. Um, I thought. What do you have her doing? Huh? I have her doing. Um, she has a crossbow. Okay. I kind of wanted to keep her at a distance. At first, I was going to make her do magic and stuff, mm-hmm. but I realized that this game kind of allows you to do whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want. So yeah. I still am specking her to do. She's an aquamancer, and um, she's a uh, She's pump. a huntsman. Yeah. She. Okay. Yeah. So she, pretty much, she sits at the top of the field. She makes it rain, and then <laughs> she makes it rain. I, I think the <laughs> only problem you'd have, well. You, if you're not playing on the hardest difficulty, it doesn't matter. Um, if you are playing on the hardest difficulty, though, you don't want to have one character, um, just as generally speaking, because there are exceptions. You don't want to have one character that uh, that is physical and then and also um, does magic. Yeah, because half of your abilities are gonna attack one thing, and once you get that armor or barrier down, the uh... other, you won't be able to do any of your other abilities and affect the enemy's health oh so you're saying if i'm gonna if she's gonna have any magic she she should be full-on magic man. right okay that makes there sense. are exceptions um well i mean at this point i've made it rain to put out the fires on my party um which kind of sucks because like you do that and you know when people get into that range their fires will be off too but right like uh, again, that's how I survive. <laughs> right. And if it's defensive, I think that's part of the exception. Gotcha. Um, again, I do. I just want to get into like I the, the uh, I have Fane. He has uh, he has the necromancer trait. Right. He's he's bringing up corpses. He's running his guy. You're running him middle. like a necromancer. Hmm. You're running him like a necromancer. Uh, okay. A fire necromancer. So. I like it. Yeah. So I did that with him too. The first playthrough. Yeah. He. Yeah. he Bro, when I first found it, I techn- I killed somebody and took their necromancer stuff. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people just don't need to live. Um, Agreed. I I took his necromancer stuff and uh, he was talking. He was talking mad mad crap. Bro, you don't need a face apparently. He, uh, apparently. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> snatch. <laughs> <laughs> right, and he has that face Um. I take it you have to do more stuff though to actually get his full thing because I oh no I have to unlock his source. Before I can actually do that, he he doesn't have source yet. So, because right. he has to combine source orbs with the faces, because I have several faces now, but I can't actually well, equip them. It's it's just you have to you'll run into a point where you recover his uh, his face stuff. Okay. Um, oh no, I actually found a guy who yeah. gave me who was very interested in my my scenario, and right. I had luckily I had put the right points and the right stats, so he uh, he was able to convince the dude to give him the thing to rip faces. So oh, I've, okay. I've ripped faces, but I can't do anything with them because they say I have to require, or it's required to combine them with a source orb. And since Los is my main character, she got hers off. Okay. And I, I actually legitimately, like, I was like, crap, I did the wrong person because I kind of wanted his his stuff but then i read online and i was like oh you're, you're gonna get it eventually and yeah. luckily the way the article was formed it didn't spoil it it just says that once you get this you'll be able to do this 
And then once you get into this certain area, you'll unlock everybody else's. So don't worry. And I was like, I was like, don't tell me I'm like somehow I messed up and now I'm going to have only one person with their source power the whole game. But also, also I looked at the the map for that game. I feel like I have a long way to go. Absolutely. And I, and I like that. In the first act and the acts, if you do it like you're a completionist, they're Mm -hmm. not short. Yeah. Um, oh man, going through Fort Joy and finally actually finding the person who 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 stole the oranges or whatever. Right. Man, you just there is an argument you could make to say that you're still in the tutorial. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I left the so if you take your party, you do the four people and there's um so one two there's two more people. Two more extra people, so there's six. So yeah. the yeah, this is the mercenary and the dwarf that I left. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get to see them again? Yeah. Okay. You see them I, again? Because I was thinking. I mean, technically, I could teleport back to Fort Joy if I really wanted to, but why would I want to? I have my collar off. Are you asking if you can use them again? Yeah. Do you ever like get to like use them as party members? Though I think about it, and I don't really want to use them as party members because you're you're spending the experience on the current party members that you have. Right? No, they'll, they'll um if you if you go get them, um. So you have like a party level instead of an individual character level thing. It is individual. Like, no, it's it's more of a, it's more of a party level than it, it is individual. Okay. You can't. They won't all be the same level at the same time. Like um. But they'll get like residual experience, kind of like how yeah. the Final Fantasy games did, where people who were not in your party they Still got a some fraction experience. of yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So okay. if you grab him, you have to level him up, basically. Right. Um, I don't. I the thing is, I want to make my first playthrough of this game with my four people, and then the next will be with my favorite out of four with the two that I hadn't played with before, and right. then play through it again. But I mean, it means that Fort Joy will probably go really quickly, or it could just go really horribly because I feel like there's I got lucky with the people I picked, and it made some scenarios pretty easy. Or uh, they're they're all really strong. Um, it's probably why they stuck to six instead of like a like an extravagant cast of characters. Yeah. yeah, they're all really strong, and you can, like you said, you can play them however you want. The only difference really is the the race passive, um, and some of the characters have like a passive. Not I shouldn't say passive. Um, they have source abilities that mm-hmm. you can't get unless you play that character. Right. Um, but all the source abilities, I would say the exception is uh. It's Ifon, his uh, his spirit dog. I think is kind of whack, honestly. Personally, it's my own. That's uh, that's take. the mercenary dude. Right? Yeah, hmm. uh, but the, all the other ones are uh, are pretty good. But he's being a human. It gives you like uh, there's a passive thing called ingenious. It's like a trait where okay. you get more crit damage. So I'd say it, ba- it balances out. out. What is the What does the spirit dog, spirit dog do? It's a summon. It's a summon. Oh, so it's a familiar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's the only one that has that. Um, but because if you like put points in summoning, mm-hmm. you can summon some like pretty strong stuff um, that you can add abilities to. It's not the best summon in the game. And so for it to be a source ability, you want it to be the best summon. Right. Yeah. So how do you feel about the little skeleton scroll? Ooh. Oh, uh, so it's, it's like uh, DLC. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about that? It's convenient because it just instead of you having to go like find a book and learn 
like how to craft the skill mm-hmm. it just over time it just teaches you all the recipes that, um, the little guy teaches you recipes yeah that's all he does that's uh, pretty cool yeah so like you just be walking around oh and you learn how to make this skill and you got to c- combine the arrow thurge uh, skill book with the source necromancer skill book and you get the skill which you wouldn't have known unless you either googled it or just was like trial and error um hmm. so i remember when i first found out that you can combine the button top mushrooms or whatever with with the flask and you make potions right Tell me why I had like an inventory full of <laughs> mushrooms, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." What are you gonna do with them? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, shoot. Dang, I, I got several games I want to play, but I'm only level seventy-four or seventy-three in, in uh, in Final Fantasy, and you know I've got to get to level eighty, uh, and I got to complete this. Game. I can't knock you. I haven't I haven't played it, uh, the fourteen, mm-hmm. but a lot of my I shouldn't say a lot of my friends, a couple of my friends. Um, say it's really good. I would play it. I just, wish uh, I had more much. friends that were interested in those kinds of things as as I was. But yep. at the same time, I almost am happy that I'm the only one because, like you were saying, for like multiplayer games, sometimes like playing the game with other people slows down your experience with the game and mm-hmm. possibly like hinders and maybe even colors it in a bad, right? In a, in a, in a, in a you bad have to hue. go back and help your, your friends. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. So, so yeah. So say for instance, like Final Fantasy 14, if I got somebody into it, right. then I still got to get through all of the story missions, through the mission, right. or, um, and then all the way to where I'm at but to even play with yeah. you. Yeah. And the thing is, I've leveled two people up to 70, I think maybe three. Um, and uh, not people, but classes up to 70. And right. then I've leveled a lot of my crafting up to like level 30 or something like that. And I've kind of been. Like when I was just kind of bored at times, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go level another class. Suddenly I realized I really enjoy the archer. And then suddenly my archer is the same level as my paladin, which is my main thing. By the way, that's like Final Fantasy XIV is the first game I ever tanked in, which... Oh, word. Yeah. Um, I don't usually lead parties. I'm I'm the person who sticks in the background with the okay. DPS and does... So you're always a DPS? Does, usually. Um, I'm fun- always like... I'm always... Whatever the role I feel is vital. Mm. So... And normally that means it's tank and right. most like you have to have a good tank or you're just not gonna right. complete the instance. Um and Did you play WoW? I played WoW a little bit. Would you did you play a tank in WoW? I did. Okay. Yeah. See I played a healer for the first three or four years that I played WoW. Yeah. And I was a I was just a priest let me, healer. Let me preface it. I didn't play it WoW enough to matter. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no I, I played a lot <laughs> yeah. but yeah i played a healer for the longest time and then found out that you know or once they started doing like the the respecting about how the different like specializations go for each class and i was like oh i can try a shadow a shadow priest and so i started right. doing dps for that mm-hmm. and then they were like oh no you need to have a, a holy priest to do this and you need to have a disciplined priest to do that and then i was like oh my gosh this is getting boring i want to do dps then i realized that oh hunters can have pets oh yes i'm gonna be a hunter then it was just all about that dps meter and just watching those numbers numbers. flow (laughs) and then and talking mad crap about other people who weren't actually like pulling their weight i'm like why am i measurement like uh in 14 yeah you do not there's no dps meters in 14 the only way to get dps meters is to mod the game and i believe that's against terms of service right um I think it's the reason why 14 has lasted so long because it's less toxicity around. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it's so 
um, that game is so well balanced that even if you don't do like the optimal rotation, you could mm. still you're still doing damage. But the thing that matters the most is paying attention to mechanics. And so if you pay attention to the mechanics, then you'll survive right. and nobody will talk crap about you. But if you're the one dying or if you've got 16 stacks of vulnerability because you've missed every single mechanic in this game, you don't have to have um, extreme boss mods installed to see where things are going to happen. The game telegraphs everything. There's a cone in front of the guy. Got you. Move out of the cone. There's like, a pool. Move out of the pool. Don't stand in the red is like the rule on. Why. Don't stand in the fire. Yeah. And then usually when somebody says that, they're explaining the like the raid boss in, in a wow. And then they blow it. Da, 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 don't stand in the fire. And then usually the right next re- response is, I like fire though. <laughs> <laughs> um, fire. What fire has. But yeah, no, yeah. all me. So they have cones, they have circles. They even have this thing on one of the new uh, the new expansions bosses where it's literally like these arrows that go around the boss, pretty much telling you Trying this boss you. is about to rotate. Yeah. So stick with his rotation. You need to be moving with him. They pretty much they give you everything. Yeah. Did you did you just hit the table? That's not the table, my uh, bad. Oh, all good. All good. Well, man. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to, I'll have to save a lot of my Final Fantasy fourteen talk for I don't know, like September or something like that. I think it's when we finally beat a fourteen. Or maybe even this next year that I'll gotcha. be talking about fourteen since we do one Final Fantasy a month. Right. Um, yeah, it's gonna be in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are on like uh I will say this though. Puppy up. I even though I'm not playing Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. um the stories are interesting. So to hear it from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it makes me even the one about two or like you guys hate two. Okay, so we hate two, but it's also hard to explain what two is because two didn't really know what it was either, and I think yeah. that's what it made it really hard for us to find somebody. Like what I mean, we were we're willing to give like all the credit to these people who write these reviews, but most people don't write reviews on Final Fantasy two because it's not one that <laughs> anybody likes, and so the reviews are typically just painted in the this is garbage that kind of thing or. Like, it's always talking about its battle system, so it was really hard to find stuff about it without playing it. But, like I said, I'm playing it. I have it on my phone. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get through it, but it's a, it's, a, it's a hard... It's a drag. It's a drag, yeah. Shikamaru. This is such a drag. By the way, Shikamaru's <laughs> music is the best in Naruto. Um, um, just saying. That's fair. Hot take. No, it's not really a hot take. A lot of people like that. <laughs> like I theme. like the sage, the sage in Naruto. I'm not there yet. I am 25 uh, episodes from being done with regular Naruto, and then I'm going to be into Shippuden. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. I stopped watching One Piece, What's by the way, because we're in a filler. We're in a filler arc right now, huh? What's your favorite anime? Um, right off the top of my head, I typically say like Steins Gate. Okay, I haven't seen this. Um, it's a time travel. Uh, I've even heard of it. Multiple dimensions. Uh, it's pretty good. It started. Me later. Yeah, it's it started off as a, a. I think it started off as a visual novel. Okay, visual novel. Yeah, the ones where it's pretty much like a, a picture of two characters, that, and then you just have the text box along the bottom, gotcha, and you're gotcha. making choices and gotcha. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, right off the top of my head, I would always say Steins Gate, and then probably follow with uh, with like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood specifically brotherhood i want to make sure i say brotherhood <laughs> because some people will have you seen the other one yeah 
I actually watched that one first, and then okay. somebody told me that Brotherhood existed, and then it took me several years to get to Brotherhood because I was like, I'm not watching this anime again. I already watched it. I don't rewatch animes. I right. just watch Same. them. I enjoy them. I take it all in. That's the reason why I have to make sure I'm actually watching it because right. I want to absorb it into my soul. Anime is my soul. Anyways, I absorb I an it. And then, huh? I have an anime soul. I have an anime soul. I'm uh, staying away from the animated jokes, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I move on to the next one, and somebody's like, "No, no, no! It's completely different. Like you might have some story points that might be about the same, but right. it, otherwise, it's completely different anime." And I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it." So I'm and then the I marathon through the whole thing. <laughs> that makes. I need to do that. So I'm at the point where I saw that other one first. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Brotherhood. Someone told me. Chris told me. I need to watch Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. So, His wife watched Brotherhood, man. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, nah, I've seen it. How different can it possibly be? So different. Yeah, so <laughs> it's I about as different as it, it gets. Yeah. Uh, I'm like five episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and I just need to marathon it, basically. When you start. So it's one of those. Okay, so normally when I look at animes, right? Um, especially long form animes, I typically look to see. There's a website that actually tells you how many filler episodes there. Okay. Um, and so I t- try to check those ones, especially if it, they tell me it's like sixty something episodes. I want to know how much of that is. Uh, uh, I don't know. Res- uh, Hot Springs Resort Beach episodes, <laughs> aka <laughs> typical filler episodes, right? right? Um, and I don't typically like those. Um, maybe when I was younger, I was like, Ooh, yeah, you know. <laughs> um but as i've gotten older it's like it's weird it's kind of embarrassing sometimes when you know you're 32 years old you're watching a legitimately good anime and suddenly like you're sitting through three episodes of them at a beach because they figured they want to they like hey we got to get the bikini episodes in we got to do the thing jiraiya peeking over the fence here's the thing though with jiraiya he might be my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't say that out here on these public platforms. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no, I not that I'm a peeping tom. Mm-hmm. It's uh, right. Hey, I no, I tell Chris all the time. I say I'm a simple man. You know, but, well, let's keep it at that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, oh, anyways. But yeah, so oh, those ones are actually like it's almost career. like this weird tasteful thing that Naruto does with it. Naruto does with it because you, as an adult, you know what he's doing. Right, right, right. As a child, you was just like, I wonder why. Why does he keep doing that? Yeah. Like, or okay, so Naruto calls him a pervert, so I'm gonna call him a pervert. Sage. Yeah, pervy yeah. sage. So cool. That's what it is, I guess. When you're younger, but I'm older. I watch it. And I was like, ah, okay, I yeah. see you guy. <laughs> you know, what everyone, I'm everyone does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's Jiraiya specifically? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I like I like the anime. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I have really no no quarrels with it. It's kind of it's lengthy in that the the episode there are a lot of fillers. But oh, okay, so one of the things with Brotherhood, but I skip all the fillers. I haven't seen the fillers. I've just Brotherhood. been watching it straight through. It's kind of one of those. Uh, it's that's an endurance tough. race for me. That's tough. Um, but uh, for Brotherhood, there's two filler episodes. Oh, that's dope. Everything else is story. It's story to story, says story to How story. How many episodes are there? Um, like 50-something. It's not, not that, that much. much. Yeah. They just go ahead and marathon it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Naruto, it was like, <laughs> it's like 50% fillers. And I was like, oh, oh, we're not. And then like, I was like, ah, they're just joking. But there's like hundreds of episodes. Yes. Yes. So. 
Yeah, and I bought my fillers. There was like two hundred plus in the original Naruto, and that's like I said, I'm I'm through most of those. Yeah. Um, and I can tell I'm getting to a point where they were probably trying to catch up to the comic, or they were trying to wait for the manga to to go a little bit further so they could catch up because they were now they're just sending him on a ton of like little missions here and there to build his quote unquote character. Um, but Naruto don't be learning nothing (laughs) except for the skills. He has no common sense whatsoever. And it's amazing he survived this long. Agreed. That being said, is that your favorite anime? Naruto? Yeah. You mention it a lot, like, when you talk about, like, animes. You're just like, if you haven't watched Naruto, I don't want to talk. Yeah, it's just because, so, the people that we're around, mm-hmm. they've watched good anime. But I feel like you can't skip, like, the pillars. Yes. Uh... Shonen anime in general is pretty much what America got as anime to start with. Like we, right? That's how we were introduced to it. So, and it, and it's so it's so good. Yeah. Um, but also, you said you watched Ronin Warriors. That's a pillar too. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I didn't skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's important. So, like, I'm I forced myself to watch One Piece. Like, I had no interest in it at all. Um, but. Being that you're so entrenched in the pillars of anime, One Piece has so many like meta references and like just everything that makes what we consider to be good anime like funny and right. and all this stuff. One Piece does it. Right. Dragon Ball does it. Dragon Ball Z does right. it. Naruto does it. Bleach does it. Like all these. Right. But you don't know that until you, you are entrenched in right. all of the anime, and then you can actually laugh at some of the things that may seem pretty innocuous like they're not actually like oh that wasn't like made for laughs but you find it hilarious because you're like oh they're referencing this or right or this is something that happens in every anime pretty much the nose bleeding thing we all know what it is right um or the snot or the snot yeah yeah like all these like little things here and there like that's that cultural like uh eastern i want to say japanese thing yes Uh, to where like you can't it would be like against the rules to. Oh, that yeah, and that like and that little um that little uh that girl voice in the background when something happens that the character sees but you can't see and it goes wow yeah and then you're just like hey yeah <laughs> like it's like always was, my dad's watching cultural uh fairy tale and right they do that a lot in there um that that anime was pretty funny to me but I think it was it was too childish for me when I first started watching Same. it Same. um but. He told me it gets better and the powers are, are cooler are and stuff yeah. as you yeah. And that's kind of what it comes down for anime. Like you 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 you're coming in, you're getting all the things. Right. You're getting the funny, you're getting the fights, you're getting the cool graphics, you're getting the 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 cool powers. I mean, everything that you like about superheroes, they do an anime like twenty billion times over. Right. I mean, all these animes have people with powers from one piece, a guy being made out of rubber right. to uh to to uh to naruto where a guy has the ability to kind of see your next action right because of his eye right like you have you run the gambit of every power that exists yeah yeah i think too to me um so i don't know i don't know if i have a favorite anime like i really like i like death note a lot too um because of uh it's hard to say that now because that Netflix movie ruined it for a lot of people. I didn't people. watch it. I won't watch it. It's not going to happen. I did. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Me too. I saw that crane crash and crane I heard crash, it's, I heard the command was second second <laughs> second part. Excuse me. They're gonna be. There's gonna be a second one. Stop it. Netflix is like enough people. <laughs> enough people hate watch this show that we're gonna make another <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's double down on this hate watch. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. We we've we've got the hate watch numbers up. Let's do. This. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I I didn't see that. But the 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 uh the anime, the, um and the manga to me were like were gold. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh of anime that I like. Um uh hunter hunter really good hunter hunter i don't think i would have ever even put on my radar or even knew about had it not been for chris and roe yeah and like them i also marathon through it once i got I, started i tried to trade roe uh you watch naruto i'll watch hunter hunter yeah that's unfair and I kept up my end of the bargain. <laughs> and he did not keep up. Um, I do believe the burdens are unequal. <laughs> that is, that's true. <laughs> Even if you cut out all the filler episodes, you still can't quite match up to the, the, the number of episodes. It's, it's quite extravagant. But Okay. So um, I, I just, I don't know. I think I would say, because I watch anime for the plot twist, um, mm-hmm. those, those dudes that write those those anime or mangas are um Notorious. like genius writers mm-hmm. um and also like the the fighting and the nuances in the fighting so in naruto there's a fight in early naruto you've probably seen it where mm-hmm. the dude with the bugs shino oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah right you go to fight him and it's like you get towards the end of the fight and then he explains to you why you lost the second you you stood your foot right in this spot mm-hmm. and then like execute happens i love that kind of stuff it's kind of actually one of the reasons why uh hunter hunter ends up being really high up on my list of animes because that is all about the systems they spend right. episodes talking about the systems and then they execute upon those systems for everybody right so pretty much they give you a framework and they say everything this is how pretty much magic works in our world right. um we call it this it it can be done like this right these are the rules Let's see if you can catch on to the things that characters are doing as they're doing them. And right. then sometimes you can, and sometimes they're the plot twists, like you said, they hit you with the, oh, so he can do that with his power? Or uh, with, like, Hisoka and his, his gum stuff? Like, right. oh, he, he put the gum there? Oh. Like, you find yourself trying to figure out how he would have done a, a trick with, within the confines of the rules that were, were preset for the abilities and stuff. And it's also a similar thing in, um, in the reason why I like games. Um the, the character building part the game gives you here are the uh, here are the uh, parameters mm-hmm. and then uh, you can do whatever you want divinity original sin is like masterful in this um, there's so many ways that are interesting to like build characters and, and affect the like, combat mm-hmm. um, that okay I'm gonna start off with necromancy but later I'm gonna couple it with archery and if you know the skills that you're going to be able to access later, yeah. it gives you like an idea of something to build towards. So when they do that in an anime and they say, hey, here's how magic works. Mm-hmm. Or here's how key works. Uh, here's how um, mana or um, uh, chakra works. Right. And they give you all these parameters. Like there's there's almost a natural next step of, oh, this character can go from here to there. And then I wonder if it's going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um it gives you intrigue and places where, like, you don't really get that when you watch Batman. 
Right. I like Batman. Also, when you're a kid, if you have all those rules set in place, you're like, well, my chakra ability is, yeah. is to do is do the thing. And no, I have control of I have control right. of these things. And yeah, I'm all the I'm all the tailed beast in one. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. in one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think your body can sustain that. Right. Um, pretty much Naruto has trouble with just one. Just so half yeah. a one is what he has. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. don't know the whole the whole dealio with that, but it's not explained in the first part. I didn't. I don't think the the beast is explained as okay. half, My but bad. that's cool. Whatever. I apologize. Now I just want to figure out why it's half. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, for me, it's that's a uh, that's kind of a uh, that's a hook right there, Good. as far as I'm concerned. Good. <laughs> yeah. Again, I I just watch it kind of. That's my casual. If I'm caught up on my other ones, I'll mm-hmm. get a couple episodes of Naruto and while I fold some clothes or whatever. But right. yeah, and that's uh, one you can do that with. Yes, for yeah. sure. And now, and because I'm watching uh, filler episodes, I can sometimes just not pay attention and just hear it in the background. But those. I should. But again, uh, you're gonna be watching. I, for I get years, I get like... anime FOMO, so I always fear that I'm missing. Out yeah, on yeah, yeah, something yeah, if sure. I skip filler You're not episodes. Though, hey, some of these animes they like to do that in the last like five minutes of a filler episode, then they put the good Fresh stuff Adam. in there. Yeah, yeah, and but this one does do that, but it's all in the next episode. Oh, nah, yeah, yeah, I guess they do do they, their their intros to the episode. And also, pretty. I don't know if it counts, um, because there are like flashbacks in Naruto. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kakashi, you'll see like his childhood or his um. I shouldn't say childhood. You'll see like what made him be who he is up to this point. And I don't know if whatever website you use counts that as filler. Cause it's kind of like offshoot from the, from the story. So, um, I think the website counts filler as anything that didn't happen in the, in the manga. Oh, okay. Well then. It, so know. if it happened in the manga and it's like backstory, then it's probably not considered filler. Yeah, um, you should definitely skip the filler then. There's nothing to do with know, the story but, at but all. But maybe, maybe I just want to grow more attached to these characters so that I can feel the impact of their actions and the actions upon them as they develop into Stop. adults. Nope. <laughs> yeah, plenty of that. And like other <laughs> in the regular episodes. episodes. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I believe I said it in one of the earlier podcasts that I am a masochist when it comes to those kinds of you things. You did say that. It, I I tend to put myself through a lot of stuff for video better. games, for animes. I believe in you. You can overcome. I don't believe in myself, you know, and <sighs> that's probably the thing that holds me back. Uh, we are sitting at two hours and... On this one part? 37 minutes. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to cut out the fact that I even said how many, how many hours we spent. <laughs> and we are going to take a break really quick. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so since we're drawing everything, you know, closer to closing this thing out, being that we've been here for for a little bit, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say how long. Um, do you have any recommendations for for video games, maybe some TV shows or movies? I mean, really, it could be one of those. It doesn't really matter. I got, um, got some recommendations. Um, okay. Some things we haven't talked about. I feel like uh, God of War. God of War is uh, probably the best game of this year. Whoa. I might, I might even say, whoa, I might even say the best game of this console generation. Whoa, um, that's high praise, sir. 
Yeah, God. I said it was a, 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 a pretty good game, but that's... You play God of War? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, so I borrowed it from my friend, and I beat it in three days. Okay. And he took... And he was, and so I could give it back to him, pretty much. And also, I got addicted to the game. I ran straight through the game. I didn't do everything, but right. I beat the game with a lot of things. I think I did everything in the game. Yeah, I was... I didn't do the fire tournament thing. Um, I did that. Um, and then I did not do the freaking trials of the the Midgard poison thing, that 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 maze that changes. I did that. I did not. Yeah, do that, that was fun. Yeah, and then I, and of course I think you said it, and other people have was said it. I didn't kill all the missile. Yeah. Yeah. Valkyries. Yeah, I didn't kill all the Valkyries. I think I got one down. I killed all the Valkyries. Yeah. Um, I did greatly enjoy the game, and I felt like I didn't need to do more. Um, right. It was one of those things where I think if I had owned the game, maybe I would play more and I would actually use like, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to go back and go try to take down a Valkyrie or whatever, that kind right. of thing. But I don't own the game. So mm-hmm. um, I did play it. I enjoyed it greatly what I, what I did play. So yeah, I, that's, that's a good recommendation. Unfortunately, it is only a PS4. Um, I wish it was on PC. Yeah. Thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no, it's it's a really good game. It really it like maxes out the PS4's graphics capability. Right. It's it's beautiful. It's it's it really is a beautiful game. Sometimes I did find myself just staring off into the distance in that game, just like they really did that. I mean, that snake is really out there just watching me. Bro. I'm gonna need him to take his eyes off me because it's getting kind of creepy. It's a good game. It's a it's a great game. Good story. It would, be, it would be a great book. Yeah. Like, um. It's it's really well done. I don't think that any aspect of that game is poor. Uh, like they made. I can imagine there's a lot of things that can be improved, can be honed, considering their new formula um, with like the equipment in the runes and stuff like that. It's kind of a new thing to the to the God of War thing. Right. I wouldn't say it was perfect. I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. Right. Right. But it. I, I, I feel what you're saying. They did everything that they set out to do well. Right. Um, and they did it with with like with a flair that only they can do, you know, right. from the from the God of War franchise. Because God of War is traditionally hack and slash. Right. Um, it's not like the kind of RPG where you build a character mm-hmm. that progresses and progressively gets stronger and different um throughout the uh gameplay. Right. So but they they balance that by making it strategic hack and slash, right? And then adding those RPG elements to balance it out. Like, oh, so now that you're doing, now that you've got a strategic mindset, here's here's some things to help you with your strategy, that right. kind of thing. But I mean, like I said, everything. I think uh, the only thing I say is that 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 uh, RPG side is probably the only thing that could use improvement in terms of it can only go up from there. I agree, and that it but wasn't I, I bad. I don't think it was poor. Yeah, exactly. It's right. not bad, but they can only go up from there. I'm sure that when they go forward, they actually will put together something that is even more comprehensive. Maybe give it more, uh, more like perks to his equipment and right. stuff like that. Because I, I tried to play it like a mage, because mm-hmm. that's so far removed from traditional Kratos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I got, I got kind of close, um, right? But I couldn't go all the way mage. Right, they um, yeah, they give you the tools do to be have like variable ways of combat, but they do kind of funnel you down 
certain paths. Like right. they want you to still kind of play like the uh, like certain Kratos. way. Yeah, you yeah, you are Kratos yeah. after all. Right. But you I mean, can't really make him completely your own. You can have like your own flip on Kratos, but it's Kratos. Right. Um, right. So I don't he, know if that's he, intentional or not. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure they they want still like you're still the guy that you remember that was ripping people's heads off in right. in the first three games. Right. So we want you to still do that, but here's a little bit more control over how you do it. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. It makes so, sense. I, I think like anyone that hasn't played that, like that's a game you buy the console for. I, I oh, would, okay. That's yeah, a I, very high praise. Like the, sa- the same way I would say, um, uh, Zelda, the Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, you buy a console to play that game. Yeah, I haven't done so, but um, I think I, it, I bought it, it. Warrants that I bought a used Wii U off of a friend yeah, to play even, Breath of the sense. Wild. Makes sense. Yeah, no, not even. I think that <laughs> I, I paid one hundred and fifty dollars, and then another fifty, sixty dollars for a game, just to just to play the game. Their sales spiked when that Zelda game came out. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were doing that. Yeah. So um, that's that's one I'd recommend. Um. Especially if someone hasn't like played RPGs a lot, because it's less an RPG than it is like a um, a story driven um, fighting game, like action survival or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and then that we're talking about Breath of the Wild, right? No. Oh no, no, no. God, God of War. War. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's action oriented, story oriented, and it has RPG aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you get to pick how hard it is. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one I I'd recommend that everyone play. Um, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. I've only watched it, so gotcha. I can't I can't really recommend it. Um, another another game uh, I would recommend is Mass Effect. Um, I got like a lot a lot of heat mm-hmm. um, for the last one, and like deservingly so. Um, so you're talking about the Mass Effect, the original trilogy, then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and the new one. Um, Andromeda? Andromeda? I have I haven't even played Andromeda yet. Um, so I got a lot of heat over the facial yeah, stuff. Of course it is. Um, I think that was like way overblown. I don't know who it's they the did. vocal minority, right? And I think they didn't pay someone that like mm-hmm. right. And they're like, I'll does. bet, right. I'll bet. Okay, yeah. So I think I think that was way overblown. The thing I will say, um, for people who like normally buy Bioware games and then get the uh dlc like season pass and then they get like dlc one adds this much story and that much story mm-hmm. they didn't have that in this one you bought the dlc package and you had to read the fine print to notice that oh it just didn't come with any more story this is only multiplayer um dlc for your Ooh. extra 30 40 bucks so that that was a that's something to really really uh critique. what was the multiplayer dlc then so have you ever played mass effect before yeah did you play three Three, yeah. You played the multiplayer in three? No. Okay. I've never played multiplayer in Mass Effect games. So the, the multiplayer in three was really, really good. I hear it is great, yeah. Okay. Um, it's basically, uh, it's wave-based. You have these characters that are in the Mass Effect world. It's like a horde mode thing? It's horde mode. Oh. Yeah. And so, but these characters, you build them up. They have abilities, and you get to pick which ones are stronger. Um, mm-hmm. And even, not just stronger, but like what they do. There's like choices and options um, f- for you to build a character and then take it into horde mode. Wait, so Mass Effect's uh, multiplayer is PVE? Yes. I didn't know that. I would have played more of it. It was dope. Son of a... I played it four years. 
Are the servers still going? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I might I might actually jump on it's that. It's really good. <laughs> okay. I, that's I pretty recommend cool. it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um So is that what is that what Andromeda was doing then? So Andromeda, the multiplayer was you got um you got because quiet is kept, Mass Effect three and Andromeda multiplayer they have loot boxes. So you can And I'd never heard anything about it. Because it's in three, I'm not um, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about how much money I spent. Uh Yikes. you know, and threes loot boxes. Um You're the whale that funds these games. Yes. <laughs> not just that one. Okay. It was really, really good. Um and you didn't have to there was no like uh pressure to to spend money in there. It was like a it's a convenience thing. Right. Um where you could though it was kind of pay to win like because you get the next version of the gun yeah but you're not a pay to win scheme where you're not actually paying to win against other players you're just paying to just be better in the scenario and it's really pay to like not be patient because you could get those boxes um by just playing the game right yeah but you can like just buy them kind of the model that a lot of games are using nowadays or a lot of the good ones they're like play the game you'll get the boxes we we would we prefer that you help fund the game by right. buying them, but you know what? You play enough, you level up. Technically, you're uh, you're encouraging more people to play the game by just playing it more, and Absolutely. you're probably telling other people how much fun you're having. They're all seeing you online twenty four seven playing the game. game. That game, yeah. I'm telling you, bro. Like uh, the the multiplayer on Mass Effect Three. Amazing. Mass Effect and Drama, the multiplayer, they changed it and they had a different like studio come in and uh, build it. Okay. It was worse. Oh, and so, crap. Uh, and, and so they put the DLC in there? The, and the DLC that you spent the extra like 40 bucks on, um, it gave you more boxes. And I think it gave you like, no, it was just more boxes, more premium boxes. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was all multiplayer stuff. It was nothing for the single player. So garbage. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Um, did they, you like the scenario of Andromeda though? Like the single player? I actually did like the game. I And I'm saying actually because it got so much negative heat. But if right. you just play the game, um, it's a it's a good game. It's RPG that has an interesting story. The character, um, as far as like power fantasy goes, because that's part of like the critique that I would have of, of any RPG. Like how good is the power fantasy? And yeah. where how, do I start? How do I, how do I escalate? Yeah. Right. It's really good. Um, how many ways are there to play? A buttload of ways to play okay. in that game. Um, more so than even the the trilogy. Way more. So th- did they didn't th- um, did they forego the the Paragon uh, Renegade uh, system in this game? A little bit. Okay. As far as the dialogue options, a little bit. Okay. Um, it's not the focus how it was in the other one, where Shepard looks different depending yeah. on what you do, and you can like really be a bad guy, and that um that opens up a lot of different possibilities like pole races are less and planets are gone you know right so this one is a little bit different but it does your choices still really really affect your game right as as bioware games i want to do right um i think it's i think it's a really good game um, okay. i wouldn't say it was a masterpiece i wouldn't say it was game of the year so i should wait for it to go on sale and play it or should i oh don't buy it full price okay no uh not at all because just because it's so old like the the time that's gone by since it released, I would yeah. never. Yeah, yeah. There are certain games I do the same. I do that too. To it too. I'm like, ah, 
I like the game. It's really good, but I don't recommend you pay. Full price. Yeah. Because yeah. if a game that. stays at $60 for too long, you know they're just trying to recoup their costs. Right. And even, even not... So, like, Diablo. Um, I got Diablo, and I just was waiting until... When I refuse to buy a game that's old for full price. I won't do it. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, Nintendo is notorious for that, though. They don't ever lower their prices for their games. Unless there's, like, say... Or PC Master Race, Steam Summer Sale. Okay, that's Calm fair. down, man. That's, that's why I got four, 500 and some <laughs> games that's in my fair. library. Steam, and they have free games like a lot too. Yeah. So, um, that's I would say those are like my solid recommendations. Um, I don't play a lot of PvP games. Um, I kind of like, honestly, I'm I'm the best, and I retired on top. That's kind of what that is. Um. <laughs> I was top two percent in the world on Destiny. <laughs> Look me up. You can you can check me out. M. Sky is my PSN. I don't know if they keep those up to date from Destiny One, but I was on there heavy, putting in a whole lot of work. Okay. 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 So I I feel a lot of confidence coming from this bro, side of the room. Have you not played with me in Destiny and PvP? I no, not in PvP. No, I did play with you in PvP for a little bit. Yeah. You, you've seen my art. I couldn't see anything. I kept on dying. <laughs> but you saw the score at the end. And I'm normally on right top. Yes. Right. But I don't, I don't play it that much because it's just, you know, I don't know. I'm not as competitive in my old age. Uh. <laughs> so we have this thing where I haven't told quite what David's age is. I, and uh, yeah. there's a, every couple episodes he says something that kind of. sounds real 40. I'm, hey. I'm going to put that out there. He sounds okay. real, like okay. real 40. Okay, that's the first official guess. Uh, I'm gonna say it's wrong. Okay, but uh, but wow. Okay, just not in his voice, but just from the things he says. The things he said exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he sounds when he, young with it. When he's like, I play. He said when I played this one game, I played it when it first came out. I was like, ooh, giving away your age, and like and slowly but surely, like, yeah, yeah, slowly but surely, people are gonna start to figure it out. Uh, but he doesn't want to say it. It's okay though. Um, wow. So retiring on top. Okay. I wish I would have done that in any PvP game <laughs> I play. But like Apex Legends. Yeah. Okay, if you're gonna play one of those like, uh, what's, what's the genre? The battle royale games. Battle royale games. I would say that that's the best one, um, because they have abilities that add to strategy. Um, like a, like an Overwatch for battle royale. Yes. So Overwatch is the game I retired on top. Right. Back before they they re- respect mercy. That was that was my my jam. I was a. I was a Mercy Rohog. Huh? Paladins. Okay, yeah. so th- that this is a game. Let me, uh, oh, let me say this too. Uh, my favorite game genre. I like MOBAs. Um, really? Yeah. Did we play? Did we play? Uh, sh- 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 it wasn't Paladins. Paragon. Battle Paragon. Board. We did we play Paragon together? I'm not sure. I don't know. Paragon I was a lot so Paragon. good, and it's it like, was. No, you hurt my heart right now. So beautiful. So this is why I don't play Fortnite. Because of Epic? Yes. Because they screwed you and, over and, and they... I, I'm a founder. Um, of Paragon? Fortnite. And Paragon. So, you know, Fortnite was free, but if you paid like 40 bucks... Yeah, you would... You had early access and you were a founder. And it's before they had Battle Royale. Right. It was when they were doing like the actual, like the build-up horde mode thing. Yes, yeah, I remember that. I right. actually was looking forward to that, but it got so quickly overshadowed with, with Battle Royale. Like you... They're probably st- not even really working that much on that other stuff anymore because right. they don't need to. It's like, right. oh, new season pass, Fortnite. Look, we get all black suits. Right. I don't. I've played 
Fortnite like twice because one of my friends that I'm really cool with asked me to play, but I felt dirty when I was doing it. As because, you should. Because Paragon were you, was like... Were you doing the floss dance? Ugh, get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any emotes. I, was, I just cried the whole time while I played. I'm sure that's an emote too. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you paid for the crying emotes so you could tell everybody how well, much you hate the, the games game. I like, like, uh, they just go away. All the, the MOBAs on console. <laughs> <laughs> they just go away. They hurt me. Man. Everything I love disappears. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no more. They said they're going to make uh, Paragon again. Um, but By the way, that was probably one of the most beautiful Bro, it PS4 was the, games. It was. I wouldn't, uh, it maxed out like my PS4 Pro was hot, run, run. hot. Yeah, like an airplane. Like yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, um, but I, I actually, it was one of the few ones that I played and legitimately liked. Um, Mobas. Yeah, I don't typically oh, like okay. Mobas at all because I, do. I don't like the whole back and forth thing. Um, but their skill system was set up really nicely. It's very much standard par for the course. But again, something is to be. There's something to be said about beautiful games that do normal things, and that like because they make them more beautiful. Um, so like it's does it kept with everything I've seen in MOBAs. I've played uh, I played Heroes of the Storm. I've right. played League of Legends. I've played Dota. Uh, I've Dota played two Dota and Heroes. Um, I didn't. I haven't played League. Um, all of them have very much the same kind of type of controls. I played Paragon on PS4, and I believe I played it on PC back in the day too. Okay. And I I liked it. It wasn't one of those things where I'd be like, get up, want to play me some Paragon, and go play something else later. But no, it was one of those ones where I was like, I haven't played Paragon in a while. Let me go play. I played and Paragon then and then you enjoy day. it for a couple hours. Yeah. But all that's day. For, okay. Well, I wasn't all that, but like. I did like how I, how good the game looked, and like I felt I thought Paragon was like epic uh pretty much like weaseling back into the unreal tournament like um yeah. i thought they were like finally gonna like finally put out another one but the unreal tournament that they have is pretty much being like community worked on it's not even being worked on by epic anymore because of uh, fortnite i thought fortnite that... is getting everybody like all the projects i want to see <laughs> are gone because of fortnite that's why i can't i, I kind of play it that kind of sucks yeah I wonder if Unreal Tournament they're just gonna make a battle royale version of that. And eventually, if you know, probably if they, if they work on it again. Actually, I, I feel like they won't do anything with Fortnite. Um, well, they just did. They did. What did they Didn't work? they do a creator mode or something like that? There was a one that they were trying to do like a uh, like a multiplayer sandbox mode or something like they that. They just made another game. I can't think of what it is. Epic did. Really? Uh, who makes um? makes dauntless independent studio because they're because they're, they're kickstarter driven oh true 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 yeah um there's another game that they made but i can't think of it right now that's like semi-popular um but yeah so um so you recommend apex legends out of the out of the plethora of uh of battle royale games out there yeah and then for for mobas you were going to suggest something as well i wasn't going to suggest something oh. i was going to complain uh that's fine too i liked because you brought up Overwatch, and that mm. made me think about Battleborn, because they were compared so much. Bro, yet another game. I've play. I played that at PAX when it yeah. first when it was first announced, and I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty cool." And then, yeah. Then they just cancel it completely. 
No. Um, but they're not like adding anything onto it. And the player base is like dang near gone. Like, it's like eight like people. Five people playing that game. <laughs> oh, oh, I gave it eight. I downloaded <laughs> it because I missed it. Mm-hmm. And I went to play <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> don't, don't do me like that, man. Listen. Just, just, just uh, give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I queued a game up and I waited to like 40 minutes to get a not like I'm not exaggerating. Um I I I know to get a game and then I got steamrolled. Like the people that are playing that game still are playing that playing game. Playing that game and they're waiting their 40 minutes to get a win. To get they a got, win. they got a whole team of people that never stopped playing it. Like yeah. It's the developers. They're the only ones <laughs> playing. <laughs> We're we gonna cheating. keep this game alive. Honestly, real talk, I felt like people were cheating, for real. And of course, they're not maintaining it because they don't care anymore. It, it really felt like, okay, this is really, this don't make no sense. No, like, yeah, yeah. Like getting steamrolled, steamrolled. So there was, there was, there was Battleborn. This Battleborn was the one with the, um, no, I'm thinking of another one. I'll get Battleborn. Was the one with like the cast of characters, right? Yeah. And then there was another one. Two K make it makes it um like grinding yeah. gear games. People that make uh yeah they tried some not grinding gear games. It looked gearbox. Cool gearbox made it. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was another one that had like a white and red color scheme. Um, shoot, it was another MOBA that disappeared really quickly. No, I think it was a hero shooter that disappeared really quickly. I think that one actually is the one I'm thinking about that got canceled out right halfway through production. And- uh, but after it was announced and shown to the public and played by the public, and then they're like, "Screw it, we don't want to do it," or maybe they just saw Overwatch and they cowered in fear and they ran away. So, like Overwatch and that genre, they I guess Hero Arena uh, mm-hmm. genre. I would I would say Overwatch. I don't think the game is better than Overwatch, but uh, Paladins. Um, I'd recommend that game because it's free. Wasn't that the game that was like a complete joke at first? Like everybody was like, they're literally one to oneing all the characters from yes. Yes. from from Overwatch, and they switched it and they made it into something it's else. It's really yeah. good. So like I've heard it really several times good. that it's really good. But when I you start playing it. It's funny. It's funny because like, oh, the dwarf's in this game and he's got a turret, but instead of being like an off DPS, he's a tank. A tank with a turret. <laughs> why not wow. but then he's dope like he's really really fun to play that game is really I, I think they just they just forget about balancing like it is balanced because everyone's overpowered <laughs> so <laughs> we are all god level here okay yeah. that is all <laughs> yeah um, also we're just gonna let you play because we don't really care yeah and you're having fun with it it's so fun so why not it's so f- and that's that's the um that's the only game right now that I play that's like got like player to player competition, and gotcha. it's just because of how fun it is. So paladins are the same people who make Realm Royale as right. well, right? Okay, and, me, and they also me, do uh, Smite. Yep, also do Smite. Okay, let, let me say this too, just so like check my my PVP credentials. I'm I'm Diamond League every league I play in. Are you Diamond League in in, in paladins? Yeah, every time I play a league in paladins, I oh. get to Diamond tier. Okay, just saying. I don't. I die a lot in all my games. Play with me, bro. I got you. I don't like being carried. I I okay. I know that's fair. We don't curse on this podcast, so yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, you fill in the blanks. I I will say when you play, we played Destiny together. You held your own. That's all I can do. Yeah, 
especially unlike unlike a friend of ours when we're playing cornhole and he just gets carried completely like like the bodyguard carried you know what i'm saying yeah that was bad yeah while his teammate was talking about him that was terrible bro bro how you gonna be kevin costner right 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 and you got you got your Whitney Houston over there oh talking, talking, <laughs> talking all that, <laughs> talking all that woo woo. For for the record, this is not Marcus. I'm gonna get blamed for this, but this is not me. I didn't do this. I didn't incite this. Oh no, paper. I want you to hear this because guess what? The next game we whooped you. Yeah, that's fair. Whooped, and you were talking all that, all that smack, and then you were like, "Well, that wasn't really." Though someone like, said they weren't paying attention. Mm. That's what mm. was said. Mm. Mm. Well, that's a nice way to end an episode. <laughs> also, I'm not going to mention the name of that person. He'll know when he hears the episode. Uh, any game you're looking forward to? Um, two games. Two games. Borderlands 3, obviously. Of course. I'm going to sell Are you going to play that on PlayStation or are you going to play that on Epic Store? PC. PS4 Master Race. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely no. playing it on console. Okay. Really, honestly, it's because that's where most of my friends play. I've bought games on console simply, simply for that reason too. Yeah, yeah. I do own a PC uh, mm-hmm. that can play games, but uh, <laughs> you own a potato, sir? No, I wouldn't call it. Well, it was it was decent when I got it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and what's the other? What's the other game? You said you said Borderlands so, Three. Yeah, Borderlands Three, and like a with the asterisk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, the Avengers game. That that's a giant. A- you might want to put like a little asterisk and a cross, and then right. maybe <laughs> with the solar system of stars. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it actually turns out. If right. that's what kind of we're going for. Listen, to, listen to me when I tell you that it could be terrible, and I will still play it. Why? I just love comics. Okay. Yeah. I want to have you on. I will die with that. For game. another episode so we can talk about comic books. Absolutely. Um That would be that would be great cuz yeah. I personally don't I never read a lot of comics. I have researched a lot of comics and I enjoy the mythos and and the and the and the backstories for all these characters and like their abilities and I find them quite interesting how they they get integrated into stories and stuff like that, but I have never not never. I have read like Batman comic books and right. stuff like that. Um, but I've never really gotten into like print comic books, really. Mm-hmm. I uh, used to collect comic books. And the thing is, I might want to have you and my dad on because he collects and he also. I don't collect knows. them anymore. Yeah. So like like the uh, Final Fantasy story, I had a whole bunch of comic books and my little brother burned them. Oh, and does he? Is he still alive? Or did um, he burn with the comic books? Barely alive. I literally beat him until I was tired. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, how, old were, how old were we when, when this happened? I'm trying to ensure the statute of limitations that this is an incriminating for you. I was like, like nine years old. Okay. Yeah. Are we saying that you're old enough now that nine years old would be far enough away? Yes. Because we haven't said your age yet. Yes. <laughs> is that a thing we should keep secret? or? I don't know. I'm pretty much doing it. I think I might have said my age before, but nobody really needs to know my age. I mean... I think I'll keep it secret. So, bare minimum, 
if statute of limitations is like seven years for a crime, then you are at least 16. I'm at least, I'm definitely at least 16 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I hear a little bit of bass in your voice, which means that there's a possibility that you're out of the puberty phase. So that might make you a little bit older, 20 to 21. I think you actually stop with the voice cracking thing around 23 to 24. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put you right around. Definitely twenty four. It was really rough for me. Huh? Puberty was really rough. Bro, tell me about really, it. My really voice rough. still cracks. Man, and I had a really high pitched kind of. Bro, even now going on. I talk with a really deep voice, but when I sing, my voice is high. Can we hear you sing on the podcast? No, you just hear like <laughs> a lot of the, the the tiny voices that I do, like because. My range is extreme. My voice goes from this to being like that to doing that and doing that for long periods of time. Okay, I don't want you to do that for long periods of time. I know. Okay. But you'll hear it in the next episode when you hear it because they don't air in the, the, the order that they're recorded. Um, but yeah. Cool. Fun stuff. Well, those, those are my recommendations. Oh, yeah. Well... I'm supposed to get better and better as a podcast with like closing out my episodes. You can follow me on all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> that Scott. It's my name everywhere. It's it's really creative. It's just my name. Is it an actual dot or is it uh is it the word dot? Yeah. Name dot Scott. Okay. Just yep. my name. So when you started that little that little spiel thing, I was reminded of there's a podcast I was listening to. One of the ladies on there, she had been watching too many YouTube videos, and she was like, "Every time like we get rid of clothes, I just get the urge to be like, smash that like button, you know, hit that subscribe, make sure you tap that bell next to it so you get notifications when new videos come out." Squad, first hour. <laughs> make sure you cop that merch link in bio. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Donate to us on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Support, Support my new project on <laughs> on Kickstarter. I got a new album out. <laughs> Hit me on Indiegogo. <laughs> How about you slide by the SoundCloud? <laughs> Stop it with the SoundCloud. No. Make sure you click on them links on my Instagram. Hashtag ad. You know what I'm saying? This video is sponsored by blank. <laughs> <laughs> click the link to go buy the thing. To get me money when you buy the thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll get a discount, 6%. Or something. Maybe one. You guys need a thing on this. To, who's, who's sponsoring you guys? We Nobody. A we haven't gotten there yet. Maybe, so maybe this episode with you will be like the, the tipping point that will push us over. I'm going to need a percentage. It's not going to happen because <laughs> <laughs> even 100% of zero is still zero. <laughs> gross why that's what friends are for right <laughs> that's what yeah, friends I, I would give you a percentage yeah if i had something to give sir <laughs> i thought you were gonna tell me we're not friends Ooh, like 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 somebody else that, that may have that, no. ah. uh, it's been fun it's been real <laughs> until next time until next time